If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Now, bet you know I ain't want to gossip, so you ain't hear this from me. Let's be clear on that. But why did Shaquana call my phone and tell me that Malik said that Trayvon said he don't like you? Now, I ain't trying to get nothing started between y'all, but fuck you, I'm smack that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Wow. Something new. <laughs> she made me snort. <laughs> <laughs> Something new. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the bitch. Friends Song, your weekly look into all things somebody else's damn business, right? Because what we're doing this week... We got new sound bites for this year. You know, some new, some old. But from now on, we talk about something that is literally none of our damn business. Okay? We're going to use that as a proper intro because that's the right portal <laughs> right. into this. And this week, you know, we're going to talk about what everybody else is talking about, right? That ain't none of their business either. I feel like who I know the fuck did I marry? Okay? <laughs> did you watch it? <laughs> the all 50 parts. Like the, I, was, I didn't watch counting states Me in the country. Too. Okay? I, I watched there. all 50. I was oh in my Oh my end. god. She was my life for like four days. <laughs> please tell me, please tell me all 50 parts. We <laughs> will because too. <laughs> well, what we have done, what I found that made it easier for me, because I wasn't finna be doing all that swiping video after video. I, I know, I know People have compiled them into one long, massive five hour plus video. On, on, YouTube. YouTube. on YouTube, I did see yeah. that. It wow. popped up on my on my algorithm, but I but she put it in a playlist and mm-hmm. it auto plays, so it you flow. literally so don't even have to thing. touch it. It's, it's like flowing. a podcast. Yeah, yeah I but just, I don't want to watch it on my phone, so I probably watch it on YouTube if I want to give whoever. This I can is see that hours. though; it's easier. Well, yeah, maybe she got a lot of stuff coming to her now. A lot of people have been judging her. I believe her name is Risa Tisa. Or Risa, Risa Tisa. Risa Tisa. Right? Yeah, they've been calling her Risa Tessa. Risa Tisa, but. Her, much like the singer with the salt bay glasses, uh, <laughs> she literally has gone through the most Man. with the least. Okay, she, and it's a story. It's a tale as old as time. I talk to y'all about this shit all the time on this show. You cannot look for a space filler because mm. this is what happens when you look for space fillers. And I ain't trying to sound like Monique's husband, like I got the bright idea about everything. But all I'm saying is, <laughs> this is a case of what happens because if you see. In her 50, and I mean 50, video piece. You know, plus she 20 gave from plus the live. Tw- plus 20? Plus 20 more because she did a live answering questions. Like so a she reunion. thinks she R. Kelly. It was a reunion show. And she cut up the live 
and posted it so it's 20 more videos a reunion show well i mean i'm saying that because it's like no the I, end of the I, season. I mean i don't have any context <laughs> for what's going on so when you say a reunion show after some a bunch of tiktoks i'm like yeah she answered Mary, questions a total fucking he was literally by definition right friend a pathological liar i don't even and know you could call him that he just different i like and he then, just different. <laughs> i ain't trying to That's like talk about looks so i ain't gonna oh, say that but just like the pictures have leaked and he's yeah. actually made videos himself mm-hmm. and i just like and i know atlanta you know people have been saying it's problems it's oh, hard god, to date in atlanta, atlanta shit, but like god is, is it that damn from homeland <laughs> homeland team. but what i will say to this sister right because she just wanted she just wanted her turn she said that in that video oh, and she and was she honest that, and yeah. she was accountable and i there's something about her that felt very vulnerable you know mm-hmm, like was mm-hmm. she I do appreciate that she was like, I needed to just get this out because it was just like shocking to her that she even experienced it. And I really see a lot coming to her. I see TV shows. I see movies, books. Books. Give it all to her. She know why? Because that sister is a storyteller. Yo, she did this really well. Like aside from what she experienced, because it's not a joke. It's not entertainment. She had such a way to put that together. All I kept thinking as a producer, like in my producer brain was, how did she organize the story this well? That like, detailed. That so detailed. detailed, knowing exactly where to go into. She didn't really mince words. She was very clear. People complained about her speaking too slow. I thought it was perfect. She was speaking clearly. That's because people are clearly. lazy. And now yeah. with TikTok, it's like a thing to speak really fast in all your videos. Like, here I am, pretty much. It's like, okay, not everybody. I mean, some of the people nervous. that watch. It, it like, gives what, me anxiety. I'm like, which I don't want to talk anxiety like that. that people watch the videos with the X speed on or whatever. I'm like, how do you watch this? It's what scary doing? what it's doing to people's brains. So I understand that people want to hear everything really fast, but I loved her pace, her storytelling, her detail, the way she organized each fucking video because she only had 10 minutes per Mm -hmm. video. Like, well done. This is going to be like legendary internet, like Zola. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Hall of Fame. Fame. And look what happened with Zola. Shout out to Zola. Right. Turned into a whole thing. Yeah. Like this is so I'm, I'm happy for this sister. Okay, this <laughs> who Monique need to be calling a sweet baby. Where your ass at, Monique? I hate to bring it back to you, but you know you always talking about lifting us up where we belong and shit. Where you support her, yeah. support this sister because she Man. took her bonnet off. <laughs> now I, you know, I there's a lot to be said or whatever. But what I do appreciate about Risa Tisa <laughs> is that <laughs> she didn't want to make it about the guy. She didn't want to make she she issued a very clear and thorough. And and comprehensive disclaimer at the beginning of her story saying she was yep. changing names, yep. dates. She was not, it was not at all about exposing anybody, right? right. Um, a lot of these, a lot of you internet nosy motherfuckers have sleuthed and Man, found these people that and one, dug them up. It's that yep. one girl, I don't know her mm-hmm. her handle, but she completely disrespected her boundaries. Yeah, <laughs> like she told people, don't look for him. Clearly by the story, this guy mm-hmm. is unhinged. Mm-hmm. Why would you go and tap on him? You know, like why would you go to him to tell him that this is happening to get his side? Shake like I just didn't nest. understand. Literally to shake the hornet's nest. This is a, a Different man. Shake them Powerade bottles. You know about that Powerade pissing the Powerade <laughs> bottle. I can't. I, me the way you're smoking that I, was take like 
You're not serious. Yeah, I'm, I'm a grown ass man. I'm seeing this motherfucker shit before in my lifetime. I mean, first of all, motherfucker, this nigga ain't had no goddamn job. The motherfucker don't tell me. But yes, but I, Those I do. Those watching. <laughs> that was for y'all on Patreon. Thank you, Patreon. But no, you know I just, who you I really... look like? The lady who? on, on Twa. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So which one of y'all, which one of y'all gotta pay me to fuck you and your wife? He's like, he's black and mild smoking goddamn that's, that's woman on Patreon. at the night, lady of the night. Now that Shout was out to Gretchen Palmer. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Gretchen Palmer. Oh, I hope shit. she's well. But anyways. Maybe she can play Reese somebody Tisa. in Risa Tisa's story, in this right? Story. Maybe. Because this is definitely going to be made into, I don't think this is so detailed and with so much information to cover, we Netflix. definitely need a series. This is not a 1, movie. Thousand this percent. is a series. Bring it, you know, Shonda Rhimes, you need to click your bick and get your pen out and start writing. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Lean away. You can direct you know me. That's the title of this episode. Click your click bick. Your yeah. bick. And get on. to writing. You know what I'm saying? Because this sister, <laughs> she deserves it. I'm going to support this sister. You know what I'm saying? I, we, we need to support this sister and be there for her because, you know, this sister has been through a lot. Now, she's a strong woman. And I love the fact that she never even, bro- she she told the story Although it's from her personal perspective of her experience in the shit, she was still unbiased in her delivery, right? right. She never once started yelling and, and got, you know, she never got like nothing. emotionally was, charged. She just told it in a very neutral, yeah. She did. And that's, and did that's it. a skill. That's a skill. Mm. And that put a lot of people on her side, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of people, you know, talking negatively speak. I've seen some shit, but you don't I see have. that, you know. Yeah. But, but, but for the most part. And- mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't gonna yeah. say it, friend, but I did see them saying she was slow and stuff, friend. Why would you say she that? saw oh, it too? She said it. Why she was would like, you say she was that? Like, she I didn't seen, say all that. Wait, she was like, and I seen the stitches. Y'all calling me slow and stupid. But then she goes and says, the no. Rest. But she was like, okay. you know what though? She says she she though she don't think she's stupid. She knows that she was desperate and that's that what was dangerous. And that's that was what so was honest, about. right? That Powerful. was so honest. Yeah. Yeah. I like her. I would love for Me her to too. come on the show. I want to talk to her. Um, I like her I energy. Really like there her. was something really calming about her. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, w- I would be her friend. I would <laughs> she comes on, I watch all five hours of these TikToks. And you she should. can get her another nigga. It's really good. So, yeah. she And she will. And mm-hmm. she absolutely will. I feel like this is going to open so much Maybe for even her. a woman. You never know who's watching. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? She might be the woman. On some Nisi Nash shit. Hey, fuck it. We, it's it. We ain't asked Nisi no questions. Nisi just was gay. Popped and out. Everybody was like, fuck it. Shit. We, <laughs> you better not say that to her body. So, no, but this lady, I wish her success and happiness and shit. I know people probably thought we was finna wear her ass out, but I'm Never on her that. side. I'm and on her honestly, side 100%. I, I have to say this. That is one of the craziest. Like, I thought I have met crazy men. Oh. Holy shit. Damn. Ho- Asante. Holy <laughs> shit. Jeez. Can, it's Asante, imagine dating someone that every single thing that they told you, every single thing, I'm talking about every single thing from family to jobs, to what city they came from, to, to, their what name. College, all up. to what college they went to, to their name, to their exes, to their family, family. their family members. Lying on your dick. It's a lie. Lying on your dick, kids. Lying. Lying. He Do you hear me? lied about his ex's daughter dying. Like, 
spying on her oh. dead daughter. Her mind you, her daughter is somewhere eating eating McDonald's. And then you know he saw her. She said she didn't tell the lady. Mm-hmm. She said she, she didn't have, have the heart. heart. I just got one question. How's your daughter? She said, like, bitch, my daughter. Why are you asking? Oh, that just making sure. Cause he said she was dead. That's why. <laughs> Spoiler alert, but you know, whatever. That's why you got to, you know how fucked up you got to be to lie about somebody being no. fucking dead? <laughs> like, God damn, bro. Get the fuck away from me. And don't you never hit the Didn't road, he lie Jack. about the tombstones in the cemetery? Every, literally like the totality of somebody dying. He oh my God. And he need money for, let me not give away too much, but it's so That's much. That's scary. And the worst That's part is his brother talking giving. about, he always been like that. Okay, so, y'all ain't going to about that. But what the fuck did y'all do to this motherfucker? Okay? Because I bet that's the family. You know what I'm saying? For a nigga to be that, this nigga will tell you it's Wednesday on Tuesday. Oh, my God. And change the calendars in the house type shit. Like, oh I, I just, I've never seen anything like it. No, and neither has honestly, she. That's why she it wanted was us almost, to know. It was almost unbelievable. Like, low-key, at first, I was like, this isn't true. I thought Phaedra was much. alive. <laughs> this shit right here, like, God damn, put this nigga on the trade. Actually, don't. I'm scared of how far he can go. This nigga, I know why the cage bird lies, motherfucker. That's who we know. This nigga is a liar, a cheater, a deceiver, heartbreaker, and I won't. A lion dog. He's a lion dog, friend. That's what that nigga is. A lion dog ass nigga. Big old tall ass. Underwear sagging in the back. You know, tall motherfuckers got a low butt crack anyway. Underwear <laughs> sagging at the bottom like he got a damn wet diaper on. In that house, knees fucked up. Can't even get up and work. Six five and can't do shit. No, but, but in the Dustin, goddamn- Dustin, tell me though, as much as we, we support Risa Tisa. Yes, we do. Every time she mentioned they went to go get another house. <laughs> get another what? Uh, from the very beginning, <laughs> how I many times are we you. gonna do this? How many times are you like? That's the part Risa. where I was starting to look at her a little. I what did like, she okay. keep doing? Risa. He kept he kept promising her like, "Oh, we gotta go look for a house," and then they'd go and find the house. Like after looking a bunch of them, she picked the one she loved. They talked to the realtor, and then he'd say, "I'm paying cash." And the realtor would be like, okay, great. We just need to see proof of funds. And then that's where they would. That's where it would stall every time. Stall because he'd say, well, if you accept the offer, then I'll show you proof of funds. But I'm not showing you proof of funds before that. But what realtor in their right mind is going to accept an offer without knowing where the money's coming from? house. Cash. And he did this to her, Asante, five times. They saw five different homes. Yeah. Lionel so in my Lee. brain, I'm like, how many times am I going to And see, this is what they was talking about, Risa. I, you know, this is why you saw some <laughs> of the responses to the calls that you had made to the realtor. This is why some pe- people was, this is, this is how they arrived at the point they arrived at in the comment sections. Dustin trying to be nice so hard. Because I don't think nothing wrong like, with you. I don't think nothing he's wrong being with so you, gentle, which you is know, so I, I think you got it all. But I have seen some people <laughs> cite things from your story that got them to that point where they feel like, you know, it might be a two-second And in her delay. defense, it was COVID times. 
so maybe made it was a lot COVID of brain. tricky decisions mm-hmm. out of thinking that they were going to die or that the world just was going to Just being in end. the air, it just had you fucked up. You know, think of all the people in the world you <laughs> right, know that making open. wild decisions. <laughs> Georgia was, was open. <laughs> so... Because, <laughs> God, God damn, recent. <laughs> but, but, yes... <laughs> When you finally said, God damn that, we ain't going to, we not going to do that to you. But I do want the record to reflect when you finally did say, well, let's just, let's just rent. I was like, God damn, damn finally. God damn it. I, I like, I was right here working on something at this very computer. I stood up. I did just like this. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Because I was so elated that we had finally arrived at a point I of clarity. I think I'm asthma. Clarity. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck was wrong with me if she said they looked at one more motherfucking house. I, I didn't know what was the, at least you know it's asthma for you. I didn't know what was going on with me. I just knew either she or me was fucked up because why? So, you know. And Asante, there was somebody named Peaches in the mm-hmm. cast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a cast of, she of, found of his characters. Phone. Yep. Peaches. Peaches, wow. honey. Came around somewhere in the 40-something mark. The ex-wife said, well, never mind. I'm not going to give Latasha you everything. Latasha or Latoya. So I much mean, for you know. Imagine calling is... your ex's ex and they say, hello. And you tell them who you are. They say, in order for you to be calling me, it's got to be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then said, how'd you find my number? Hmm. <laughs> and you know, she didn't came forward wow. and her son E her Bambino 10 BN. I did see his live mm-hmm. and he wasn't saying nothing, but I mean, I'm no people excited he's around. Yeah, to kind of we, confirm. We wanted something. And he seems slower than Risa, so we can definitely pick him <laughs> yeah. for information. Dustin, Dustin. We can pick we can definitely pick him for some information. Just sit him down and dangle a fucking <laughs> put a PS5 controller in his face. Come here. Yo. See? Yo. Tell us more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll get you a new gamer chair. <laughs> and to be honest, I, I hate to bring you back to Monique, but I didn't know if that was Shalon or was oh. it who I didn't know whose son it was. Okay. I said, y'all, they giving y'all out in this. Something was good with him, though, because you hear he kept saying, I have limitations <laughs> mm-hmm. on when I can speak. I'll let y'all know why that is. He kept saying, I, I, I shouldn't even be talking. I'll let y'all know why that is. I'm like, what? Where is he? <laughs> Is this Over the there weekend by, jail? Right there by Risa. Right <laughs> <laughs> there Risa, Risa Tisa County. RTC. <laughs> I would say R-O-T-C, but I ain't going to do I ain't going to do her like that. Because <laughs> we all know what the O would have stood for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Risa, girl, Risa, we are on your side. We are. Okay. And we are excited to. to no, you might as well. Much what like she your said, hip, she's waiting we for on her your turn. Side. That's right. Yeah, she's waiting for her turn, and you gonna get it. Okay. I love. Oh I fuck my! With you, Risa, I love Tisa. that you watched that. That's it. That is so. I had I would to. pay to see you. Fran, I was like. Did you see the TikTok of the guy making fun of how he kept watching it? He was doing laundry and leaning it on. He leaned his phone on a cup and he was he was separating his clothes. Then he was eating dinner later on, like That's how we all <laughs> I'm just mad that I didn't see this and it's still so fucking. Now funny. ask Asante, yourself what please. he was thinking when he was watching it. 
Yo, he was nodding his head the whole time. House number what? <laughs> no, you know what made me funny? Reese, what was uh, funny? I was watching it and you know it took a couple days. <laughs> My partner went to work. <laughs> he came home. He went to the gym. <laughs> he came home. He looked at me like, I know you <laughs> You know when they give me that look? I was like, I come on, man. It's, it's good. No, but see, you got to watch it because he started going to that shit. And then you try I'm to right here with you, I was sister. like, no, because this is the fifth house. And he told the lady, and her, her name is Amber, and she was on to him, and he's just standing there like. Oh they thought I was talking about somebody's birth chart. Because I'm like, this the, it's the fifth house. And they, uh, they motherfucking it. And they was like, well, who is getting to read? Who? I'm like, apparently me. <laughs> That's what apparently. Because Risa. Oh, we on your Jesus. side. That's all I got to say. We support you. Agreed. I'm with we you. We are Dustin. on your side, Risa. I'm and we blame you. everybody else, baby. But that's it. Okay. So, hey, friend, hey, Sante, uh, how's your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> we said at the top of well, the damn that, show. That was my weekend to be oh, completely wow. honest. Because it took about three days. She released it on Valentine's Day, I believe. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I didn't really see what was happening because I don't really be on TikTok as much. But it was mm-hmm. on Twitter, it was everywhere. People were just talking about it. I saw the fifty parts and I was like, "Ain't no way in hell, child." I know that it was all ten minutes, but I was too deep into it. After that's what I'm point. saying. Like, when I got to like the sixth, seventh, eighth, I thought, "This is I can't. I'm not gonna watch all this." What? Ooh, I also kept thinking the story was about to in. end. Because it was so many details, it could have ended at so many points. Like, Alas. and we still be like, damn. But then, <laughs> you know, it was wardrobe changes, set of <laughs> scenery settings. We was in the car, we was in the <laughs> hotel, we was in the bathroom, we was in the house. And then she'd be it's like, everywhere. June. Now we're now in June. Y'all went with this this first week of June. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah, sitting yeah, there yeah. like, what happened in June, T? She'd be like, remember. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> When we in May, <laughs> it's August now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> By the end of it, she was in December. I was like, oh was my like, God, six months. <laughs> she May, talk about deep. a May to December romance. I, when I tell you, <laughs> oh, I have never, like, I, I just, it's just a lot. And then on top of all that, the motherfucker can't even do, get over there and, as much shit as he didn't put her through in the end, can't even do shit. Just a sack of nothing. Laying up with a broke ass <laughs> kneecap. Laying up in the bed, busting up leg. Can't even good for nothing. Just a sack of shit. Worthless. Sitting up there and putting her through all that shit. I am so on no, her side. No, when she said he peed in the bottles. Then Powerade bottles. No, when she said this man was a 3X and then in the end when she was like, and I, he came out that car, y'all, guess what size he was? A medium. I was like, oh <laughs> my God. Right. And I was All like, he's scamming ass. He probably scammed away. some Ozempic <laughs> shit. <laughs> he sample size. Now, you know, he's tall. He might be trying to model next. Dumbass. Nigga. I can't, I ain't never seen that. Anyway, how y'all doing? Y'all all Nobody right? loves you like. <laughs> Nobody believe after house number two. Why it take it two five to twins. know he was lying? Twins, she was pregnant with twins. I know. Can we talk about that? No, oh, but bless her. and now twins. you know the pregnancy, the miscarriage, devastating. That's a lot. Yeah. But I'm sorry, but God looked out for her. Mm-hmm. 
God was trying to tell her something. God looked out and... Mm, that's scary. God stopped that the conversation. It was scary. like, hold on, excuse me one second. Ah, grab that. The one, the one that say Risa, pull that back. Thank you. And readjusted her whole timeline. And you know what's even crazier, Sante? The day that they were going on a date, their very first date, her tire blew on, on the, way the way to meet him. Tell me that wasn't God being like, no, oh, no, wow. no. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, detour, girl, detour. Like, and she thought it was so sexy that he was able to come and change her tire. And paid for a new oh, t- and he paid for a new tire and she was sold. That's when I first started <laughs> having questions, you know, about just the general the reception of information and, and breakdown of it thereafter. That's when I started wondering if there were some gaps, you know, in that process. But because no. why was that the is... tire? And she said they held hands. <laughs> no, Asante, she said he held her hand and they walked in Cheesecake Factory and mm-hmm. she got butterflies because he held her hand. D- I would have looked at him like, no. How, <laughs> you need to wash your hands. You was down there with them nuts and bolts I mean, well, and rubber. She Go already admitted that she was hand. desperate. So that's yeah, why, she you know, did she, say that. she, you know what I'm saying? It made me sad, though, because in, in the end, she was like, this would never have happened to a woman in her right mind. And she had to yeah. come to terms with that. Like, she was like, I was desperate and he could fucking smell it. Like, yeah, he knew who to play this shit. game That makes with. him a real piece of shit, too. That's just devastating. What is the high of lying to someone that much? And 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 one question the fans were asking was like, what the fuck was his end goal? Cause what is the end goal? To keep lying. Like, I don't know. The shit like, don't make no sense goal? to me. Ain't nothing wrong go- with me. I don't know. <laughs> so a, I don't know. I'm, it's a lot We can't to me even too. process this type of Because I'd be damned. And that's why I'd be checking my sister. Who is he? <laughs> <laughs> shit, they be in my business too. And now, who, where you, who you going? To? We check real. in on each other. Fuck That's that shit. That's real. Wow. What? What a journey. What a journey. Wow. But she so Asante, is legendary. You got homework. Risa, Asante, please watch it by next week's episode because I have watch, to hear your post show thoughts. I'll watch one of those like YouTube recaps of it. You know, There's when somebody's like, "What's mm-hmm. going on, y'all?" This oh is no, 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 not the recaps. The, co- the compilation the yes. yes, but not a Don't recap. Don't be like that. Take it all the way in. You <laughs> should do it all- for the binge. Oh, my God. A recap. <gasps> mm-hmm. That's actually a really good idea. And we could break it up. and We could do 10 parts at a time. <laughs> He's going to take months. If we're going to do this for the binge, then I don't have to watch That's it. That's five so. weeks. It is so. Suck. Are we doing it for the bench? We should. Do I don't want to do this. Binge. That's funny. I want. I want to vote no, but I can't. You haven't even seen it. I'm okay. telling you, you're gonna think differently. This is All good right. stuff. All right. Well, next week I have the last week, and then we can do this for the next month. Yes. And you guys can, <laughs> I guess, rotate it because I'm not. Mm, honey, we'll, you figure jumping in them ropes. we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. The best way to learn a language. Immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. 
Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. You guys, I've given Babbel a test drive. I speak a little Espanol because, you know, the heights and all of that. I just figured why not learn a little bit more Spanish, you know? I want to be, you know, I want to Yo Soy here and, you know, Bailamos there. So I tried the app out. It's really cool. They have these live classes if you want to, like, learn with other people and tutors, which I think is super dope. There is an app. There's a website. So there are different ways you can try it out without having to be in the presence of other people, which I feel like is more than a plus, 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 but that's speaking for me personally. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription. But that's only for our listeners at babbel.com slash friendzone. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash friendzone. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash friendzone. Rule and restrictions may apply. Hey, HBCU fam. Get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. But wait, how how were your weekends? What did y'all do? Mine was incredible. Um, Shout out to my friends Chavis and Tank who run the ICU Network. I went to one of their New York Fashion Week shows. Um, The designers mm, were incredible. It was last minute. Um, Some of my friends that came over here, last minute powwow at my crib. You know how things go over here. Mm -hmm. You know, single life. So we was, you know, partying, drinking and shit. And they was like, yo, you know, Chavis's group is doing their shows. So we got to see the show. Great designers, great performers, um, really dope networking event. And they do that quite often. So you can find them on, um, which technically that could be a black business. I don't, I'm sure we already have something set up for today, but no, a, go a, ahead. a bonus black business. Look up the ICU network on Instagram. If you go to the letter I, the letter C, the letter U um, network, that's the Instagram account, and they're a charity, fashion, concierge, and branding company. Um, they specialize in cre- connecting creatives and giving them a platform to showcase their passions. So it's everything from musicians to fashion designers to all, all sort of like networking mixers all through the city in addition to things to do during the week. Check out that Instagram account and tell them that the friend zone and Dustin sent you. Hey, I see you nice. network. That's right. I that's love it when tight. you come together natural. 
Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, Risa. <laughs> I had a great weekend. I saw a bunch of people at the last minute, which I do not like to do because people were in town for fashion week and this ball. So it was a lot of running around. Um, I met a lot of random people, which was really cool. A lot of uh, fashionable people, if you will. Um, It was interesting. Shout out to Fatima. Um, Oh, Fatima. Oh, was she in the ball? She was in a ball. She was in the ball. Okay. And she got the choreographer. No, no, Fatima. Because I know she's been participating in a lot of balls lately. So I was like, Yeah, she is in a her Kiki house, um, and a main house. She is a house girl. I don't want to get any of that wrong. You know, it gets serious in the streets. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be shouting out affiliations or not. Mm -hmm. It feels Mm -hmm. very gang related to me. So that's (laughs) why I'm just like, um, you know, you know, I don't want to step on nobody's toes, do nothing. But uh yeah, just saw a lot of cool people and had fun. I got tipsy. And did you go to the ball? I did not go to the ball. I avoided all. I, I avoid balls at all cost. I know that's hilarious coming from a gay man. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, balls. I feel like it's it's a lot of energy and it's real serious and well, not serious, but it's like fun. And then it gets serious and it's just like it's just a lot. And that's mm-hmm. like I don't be want to do that okay. most of the time. So I'm just good in my path and seeing people. But I met a lot of really cool. Like the house kids are always where'd cool, you meet? So them? it's always like. Uh, Fatima, Fatima, I'm at her house and oh, you went somewhere with Fatima. Did y'all hang Uh, out? Yeah, yeah, we hung out. Where did y'all go? If you don't mind me, why do you? I do. I just don't like to be I don't like to be saying I like being low key and okay, not okay. like so you want to you know see you there. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I like to I know like your moving spots. undetected. You know what I'm saying? Like I like to just be in places and people just be like, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. Like it is it's I don't know, it feels cool because it's like everyone I meet is like cool anyway. So it's like, oh, this is so cool. So especially when they're like friends of the show and shit, it's like, oh, thanks. And they're like, you never say where you're at. I'm like, I, I you don't. Sure don't. Cause I'm, I usually don't be nowhere. And saw. so when I do go places, it's like, oh, this is so cool. So I just don't like to say where I'm at. Cause I'm like, let me keep this in my mind in case I come back here with somebody. Ooh. But I have to keep in mind so also who at? brought me. Nobody. Ask Crystal where we was. <laughs> okay. Crystal, she was there. Okay. Speaking of... Baby, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna just wait. No, no yeah, I'm uh-huh. just gonna wait uh-huh. for the totality. <laughs> what we gonna say uh-huh. is, uh-huh. <laughs> well, they already announced it online. So, hey. did you see someone said the legendary Beehive <laughs> members? I fucking screamed. Yes. Crystal and Kufi were sacred. They look so nice. Uh, all dressed in white. I'm they look just, you know, I can't wait to hear more. Stories, I know. Okay. <laughs> My weekend was very domestic. Cleaning, laundry, cooking, and what listening to Risa Tisa. Um, <laughs> no, <right. laughs> what was the whole weekend? But yesterday I made this bomb ass like vegetable rice with baked chicken. Mm-hmm. It was like a one pot meal. So mm-hmm. damn good. Yeah, I told you there's this uh, Jamaican girl on YouTube that has a, what's her name? Island Vibe Cooking. Mm-hmm. And she has such good recipes. Like she's just holds you down. And you know, I've been cooking a lot more, so I have mm-hmm. to like find recipes and get motivation. I did finally order from the apps because my household <laughs> is sick and we're all really tired. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So I had to give myself some grace on one of the mm. days. But it was nice the fact that it, it's been a month and a half, and it was my first time. I was like, 
Good felt job, like when the restaurants you. opened up again after the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who was I that? Was Somebody like, tweeted job, like, kid. I just can't wait to hear. Y'all want to start with some appetizers and drinks? <laughs> <laughs> Man, we was going through it. <laughs> Lord, yeah. that's, well, that's and that good. is why I can't blame Risa Tisa for her decision. <laughs> right. Everybody dealt with it. Because I was in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> but Ooh. with that being said, do you guys have any announcements? Anything you want to yes. tell the listeners? Please continue to vote if you have not voted. I believe you can yes. only vote once per email address. Um, but vote. For us, for the um, NAACP Image Award in the podcast category for Outstanding News and Information Podcast, please vote for Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams. We worked really, really hard on that show <laughs> yes. uh, this season, so please vote. We would love to win and just happy to be nominated anyway, no matter the outcome, but I would be um, remiss not to ask for your help in that way because I know how y'all come through and represent when it's time to come through with the come through. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for voting. E2 Mama Stan B in. And that's it for me this week, you know? <laughs> and the link is in the description box. It has been every week to make it easier. Because I know yes. most people don't vote just because they don't feel like looking for the yeah. link. But it's right there in front of you, right at Thank the bottom you. of this episode. So I have an announcement. Please, what is it? Just one just you one quick um, not dire, but will become dire announcement. Mm-hmm. Next Wednesday is the last Wednesday of the month. So be sure to subscribe to our Patreon for the Wednesday wind down. Hey. We can have fun with the three of us and become part of the chat. A lot of people <laughs> come to just be part of the chat and we have fun with the chat and we have learned that we can trust the chat. So that yes, is an yes. honor that you would like to hold. Uh, you know, hold upon yourself and come join us. That's all I want to share now. Black business, uh, black to you, friend. Well, patreon.com forward slash the oh. friend zone podcast. Mm, we will be waiting for you there. We have so we're almost like at a thousand pieces of content. Did y'all realize that? That's wow. crazy. Literally in the next month or so, it's going to hit a thousand pieces of content. So if you need a little more friend zone, Outside of our weekly show, that's the best place to catch us. So let's jump in. Actually, the black business, because the show is a little delayed this week, and you might not catch it, but I feel like it's still important to put it out there. Claude Kelly and Chuck Harmony, also known as Lewis York, will be on a Tamron yeah. Hall show oh, on yes. Thursday, yes. performing oh, live nice. with Tamia. I mean, what? Oh. <laughs> Layers. They're performing on Thursday and it'll be out today. They'll be performing a new single titled Three Little Words. And that is so Mm. cool. If you know, we've been talking about Claude and Chuck for many years on this show. Mm -hmm. Claude is my childhood bestie who is now a member of all of our friend group and he's just right. awesome so it's gonna be cool for those of you who may never have seen him in action or might be unfamiliar with his discography he is a pen okay but he's also a really talented artist and singer composer you name it and chuck is an incredible pianist and producer arranger composer beat maker you name it just incredible yes. musicians and you get to catch them live with the legendary tamia so yes wow. Don't miss a real that basketball on the Tamron show. Congrats. <laughs> that's right. So that's super cool. Let's jump into the recap segment. So last week's episode, my notes look so funny. Um, we what about had, the week before? 
Actually, the week before, we had an episode titled The Neighborhood Tech, which was Asante's episode. He creeped us out with a conversation about the new tech updates showcased at the Consumer Electronics Show, also known as CES of 2024. And those of you listening had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? <laughs> it creeped y'all out. No, I'm just kidding. Did. Um, <laughs> you know to make it even worse. And, you know, see, I specifically just talked about a lot of basic technology. I ain't even getting to Elon Musk and the the uh, the. I didn't even get to talk about that robot. You know, the Tesla bot, how we're on generation two of it and all that. All right. Oh, I don't think I I'll know much about it. Like, I thought you were going to say ooh. the Neuralink, is it? Where he puts oh, how they, they, someone's they, brain. The, the first person. Yep. They yeah, put it in the, the first person. Uh, I think the end of last month, actually. So that was very recent. I should have hit y'all with that. Yikes. But no, I ain't even give y'all the real creepy stuff. But as far as who stood out to me, um, I, over in the uh, gated community, shout out to Shannon of House Lee. Shannon says, I watched a 60 minute segment on YouTube about flight issues because we always talk about we always end up talking about planes or customer always service with the airlines or something. Uh, <laughs> it stems from not having enough pilots and also not having enough airplane mechanics. Many of the pilots, mm. mostly older, retired early during and right after the pandemic. Flight school is expensive, too. They did have hope for the new programs for more diverse hires. It just takes tons of hours to graduate from flight school. I thought that was interesting because, you know, we always well for me personally, when I, one of the reasons I talk about tech and um, one of the reasons I felt like it was important for me to share at the end of that segment that a lot of tech layoffs are happening. So I'm not shouting tech out because I want everybody to go get a tech job. I just like to highlight things that I find interesting for people, you know, looking for a pivot or looking for those uh, pockets of where they could develop or where development is uh, available. So them sharing that when I saw that, that really caught my eye, Shannon of House of Week, because a lot of people, we do need people to fly these planes like we'd be going places all the time mm -hmm. and the technology only gets better so we need people trying to fly the stuff now and people in consistent training for where the stuff improves so anybody anybody out there trying to be a pilot you know lots of flight hours so a lot of money to be made i don't know i just want to shout that out what about you friend what did you find out there in the streets wait did y'all see the video of, of i hate bringing stuff up if i didn't fact check because nowadays you don't know I what that too. people are lying about but i did see a video about a flight that apparently the winds were so strong that the speed it of pushed, time. yeah, like it propelled the flight in like some weird way. And they showed a video of what it looked like from the inside. People were like screaming. The flight was like rattling. They made it safely, but apparently the winds were just like on a different level, got the flight there like way early. <laughs> like it was just a lot. And it made me think, because remember I brought this up a couple maybe last year about climate change and how it's going to affect flights. Like I, yeah. I try not mm -hmm. to think about that when I'm on the flight as much as we travel, but it's kind of hard not to think about it when you're dealing with different levels of turbulence. I don't know if y'all have experienced turbulence. it. The mm -hmm. turbulence mm -hmm. has been different and you have to really mm -hmm. sit there and do deep breaths. <laughs> you have to really talk yourself through it. So when I saw this, like I said, I didn't fact check it. I don't know if it's 100% true, but I saw that it was three flights apparently that were affected this week by the wind. And that got me thinking about that shit. Like, me too. This is what scary. lucky bastards. No, you didn't. They're Not so you lucky. viewing if it. If I as get a to LA thing. in an hour, please, let's go. <laughs> that's Put, really beat scary. Beat me up, Scotty. Though. I'm going to be mm -hmm. sleeping in my fucking the... way. 
Mm-hmm. Are you talking about the the ones that are uh, flying at supersonic speeds? That's or the one. Faster than the speed of sound. Yeah. Uh, one one passenger plane of Virgin Atlantic flight traveling from Washington to London was That's pushed the one. That's near, the one. Uh, faster than the speed of sound, according to the U.S. National Weather Service. Lucky. Come bastards. on, man. Like, are you kidding? Like, what did that feel like? No, I don't want to know. Actually, let me not ask. Because <laughs> God will be like, I'll show you. <laughs> When's your next flight? Two other planes, including one from Newark <laughs> to Lisbon. I got to go for the image. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. Look, see, okay. so it is real. Is it real? Cause, yeah, because it's okay. so that plane was flying. Uh, the, it was pushed nearly to nearly 800 miles per hour. Right. <gasps> so two other planes. I'm saying including one I got to know how much faster it is. <laughs> I mean, you know, in a car, you know, a hundred and something miles be crazy. I know in a plane, you know, we don't really know. But it just sounds crazy. No, I mean, that's, that what? is crazy because <laughs> they say with, if they say that 800 miles per hour is faster than the speed of sound, then that's fucking fast, right? Hell yeah. Two other planes, including one from New Jersey's Newark Airport to Lisbon, Portugal, reached speeds of 835 miles per hour. <sighs> Y'all, no. It's like the See, Acela plane. See, I can't plane. beat stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> Fran, you drop, baby. As long as the plane don't need no rotors or no shit like no, that, but I feel I, like we'd no, be all right. No, but Justin, you're saying that as if the people didn't feel that. They were in there rattling, screaming, crying. Shit was falling. Like, it wasn't fun. <laughs> it wasn't. They should start going to sleep. <laughs> Cause I feel like that. That's how I, my dreams be moving it. like that anyway. You know what I'm saying? The speed of sound is only if if anyone's wondering. It's six a uh, seven hundred and sixty seven miles per hour. So we talk that fast all the, the time. And the plane went eight hundred over eight hundred. So it's like whoa. What are we this doing? Is, and, but did they explain why this happened? The plane was the GT model. <laughs> <laughs> they had it in sport mode. <laughs> So it was. So the thing is, while the planes notched up speeds higher than that of sound, they did not break the sound barrier as they weren't traveling faster than the sound relative to the air around them because they were flying in a jet stream, Mm -hmm. which also helped helped them to go faster. Um, The Atlantic jet stream is it's the current of air flowing from west to east and encircling the globe, and it's widely used by airplanes traveling from North America. To cut down on their travel time. So you know how sometimes when you travel one way, it's a little bit quicker than the yeah, other. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's because they travel through this jet stream. So I don't know if it's because I know the, the storm pilot, was going on or what. Could you imagine the pilots? It was probably like, oh. <laughs> what did they do, friend? <laughs> Go throughout the whip. Oh. <laughs> you imagine them sitting there like we talking about somebody gagging. That's that 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 pilot, baby. Oh, what? I would have peed on myself. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no question. Imagine being oh, watching piss on myself and like being like, uh, they going real fast, like the little hat <laughs> moving on the screen. Like, we too like, close Damn. to heaven. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> and how does that impact? Because I don't know what the terms are, so excuse me not right. knowing, but. Everything is by design in the sky, right? They have traffic mm-hmm. controllers. Mm-hmm. But if one plane is going f- that fast, how does it affect every other plane around them? And they're how they probably, have that's shit? They're probably moving to the like, side of the cloud. They put their signal on the and got over to like, the side of the cloud. Yeah, they put their That's what I'm saying. I would be freaking out if I was watching like one of them towers and I'm looking at the dots because you remember that used to be like an iPhone game to make sure that the planes don't hit don't each other. Cross so what do you do if they start speeding up? You need to that's be like, hey, bro, pull up or pull down. Like, yeah, like that's a lot. No, y'all. Ooh. This is, I'm trying not to be freaked out, but 
I'm freaked out. Yeah, they're saying some of it is climate uh, climate change. See, I assume uh, so. the frequent speeds were due to super cold temperatures in the northeast and much warmer air in the south. The Washington <sighs> Post reported, citing experts. So mm. yeah, I'm trying to take the fast lane. They was in the hove lane. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Sorry, that's what that's Ooh, what Olita Adams is talking look, about. I, just have to see I don't if y'all care saw how it. you get here. <laughs> just Child. get here if you can. <laughs> I don't care how you get here. Just get here if you can. I don't that know if they're Olita. trying to scare us or because you know government be playing little tricky things like that, especially with social media. But don't you feel like it's been a lot of shit with planes lately? Yes, I do. Yes, and I right, don't like, like that doors shit. Right, like doors flying off, people fighting. Like, I saw they one just guy had, had to, to be restrained today. Did you see that? Because he was forcefully trying to open the door and they had to, like, beat his ass on the plane, duct tape oh, him to the no. seat. I feel like it's just a lot happening I would happening have been punching him so motherfucking hard. <laughs> oh, I don't even God. think y'all understand. I would, I would have, I swear, I would have broke Dustin, the bones in my motherfucker. I would have woke up for that. <laughs> but Dustin, they, they kicking his ass. He trying to open the door. <laughs> <laughs> like, please. I'd have got up. It'd have been oxygen masks everywhere. Fucking with me. I'd have been, baby. I'd have put his seatbelt sign on. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't know what's going on, but. Mm. Y'all wouldn't okay. jump in if we so okay. Not we need to talk about this now. Listen, if you ever give me that look, then it's just it just it, we, I would, we are. I would have been in the back of the plane doing breath work. If it is that work. serious, yeah, you got like, you got we can we can delegate. Because to be honest three, with you, four, you know eight. y'all very much know. I'm glad you're asking because y'all very much know that I'm keep the peace. I don't really want to be bothered. But we fly too motherfucking often to letting some shit go down on the motherfucking plane. Is this nigga or us? We all. And that's what I'm saying. I'm that's fucking. What I'm, telling you. I'm, I'm I'm ripping his ass. Apart. Y'all know. I mean, I don't turn up on I'll the plane, but I have y'all. got a little Kirk on flight. So you know, if I right, need to friend, go just there, watch our back. Exactly. Yeah, just watch our back. I make sure nobody well, we y'all. back in. Friend, just 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 do, just do the Kenya more gun. Like I'm talking you know, about leaping down with my elbow. I'd have been I'd have been trying to <laughs> kicking his I'd have been fucking that nigga up for real. Oh my God. Like, because you t- so you ain't what? seen the pictures. They was yeah. it was like six men beating his ass. Like, like, they ain't look mad enough his to ass. me. I seen it, but they wasn't nobody <laughs> face. They was looking around trying to see who somebody was coming. That's the part Y'all that threw me off. People didn't look scared enough. They was in the back looking around and shit. I, I would have like, looked like a bingo tiger in the face. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'd have been motherfucking the big cats over there. What's that bitch name? Car- a bitch named Carol Baskin. I look like I came from her her house. Okay? Because I'd have been saber tooth biting that nigga. I'd have been trying to fuck oh him up. You crazy? Like, this nigga trying to open the door on the flight. Like, that come is, on, y'all. y'all. What is if happening? It's ever been time to go into killer mode. I'm going to just have to not fly. I don't know, y'all. I, and that's what I'm saying. Like, is it fear mongering? Is just that has this always like been Blue happening? Seats. But they're just posting. Oh, they had about that them orange more. stripe around the side. That's Jet Blue, ain't it? When the hair's got know. that little orange strip. That's Jet Blue. I couldn't tell what airline. The plane looks Blue small. Right I don't know what was going on. Anyway, hmm. I, t- I just had to see if y'all would have been <laughs> reckoning. Goddamn reckoning. In the middle, you know, them seats hard and it's tight in that aisle. So all you really got to do and is thinner. get the motherfucker down there and get to banging that head on them seats <laughs> and shit. 
Ring. Ding dong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what made I'm me laugh you. was in the picture I saw the seat in front of the guy was empty and it just had a cowboy hat. hat hanging. You just see it. <laughs> that, that motherfucker flew <laughs> Oh my god I'm telling you Asante was a cowboy hat hanging on the seat like, I was like hey, we, would was to, we would have to get in his ass my nigga I'm telling you right now yeah, well, We would have just had if, to if, He trying to kill us to do. You know what I'm That's saying, what I'm saying. Point. You trying to open the fucking door He's like, I have had nightmares about that. Like, like when I was younger, some shit like that used to scare me. So, like the fact that this is my real life as an adult, and no shit like that has gone on for this time, and you, you don't trying know to open who the fucking door on the plane. With. Like at the end of the I'm day, I'm about to fuck you up. You are yeah. at I'm about the to mercy. Pull, I'm about to bang the shit down on you with the luggage, and then take the luggage out and keep fucking you up. Like, we, me like, too. Are you crazy? I'm, I'm tearing flesh. That's what I'm doing. I'm I'm tearing flesh apart. Dustin going rabid. Oh man. hell yeah! I'm gonna try to. F- <laughs> You, hmm. when they land that plane, I'm probably leaving in the handcuffs. Oh, you gonna, gonna be like on the King Moore at the end of that movie, <laughs> fucking with me after, after you get, if, if you're lucky, if you're lucky. Okay, Ooh, Jesus, Ooh. what? We I have, feel like they'll excuse you. Oh, in, yeah, in, in all a, the this more situation, yeah, I feel like they'll excuse you in this situation because they and had I'll, to. I, you had to. And I, I won't even feel like I'm lying. I'd be like, I don't know if he was on drugs or anything because mm-hmm. I feel like I had to keep beating him. Like he, he wasn't know he was defenseless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, if they had to have to the five, six no. men restrain like, him, like lucky I'm not trying to stab this like motherfucker. Like jostling. I'm just beating him the fuck in. Like, <laughs> oh, you opening? God, I'm sorry, I don't even want to. And sometimes I'd be in the exit row. Okay. Right, because you get the more Oh, yeah, no, see. I'll be (laughs) be in the exit row. Come on, motherfucker. (laughs) Come on, son, bitch. You come on around here. I I will put a Biscoff cookie under your eyelid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Biscoff in your brain, bitch. Straight up, motherfucker. You're going to be seeing (laughs) graham crumbs. Fucking with me, goddammit. You think I won't I take that like cart and that. ram that cart into your motherfucking ass? You crazy? Nigga, so much shit to kick somebody's ass with on a plane. Phones. You know they got them old ass uh, cradle phones. That you, can, you can motherfucking, you can do what you gotta do. Okay. See, I, see, I don't like I'm this ripping noses apart. I'm telling you, I'm this fucking is, your ass up. You fuck with me on a plane. Yeah, that's it. We cannot crying. talk about this anymore. This is I literally. I watch those. Like I told you, I be watching those body cam videos. They be showing them arresting niggas on planes, what? and I literally will not watch for this type of Ooh. shit. Like it's like I don't want to be on no type of plane where nobody is. Don't let it be. Don't let me be. Like please, don't let me be. Close to where all the flight attendant shit is, they be passing out. <laughs> oh my God. Please. The not fire the, extinguishers the and shit. Don't let me be up there. By the coffee and all that. You gonna hear, all you're going to hear is somebody slamming in all that. Poof, the cart. <laughs> shit flying all over the place. Juice. Slamming Sl- Sl- Y'all got me some more tea. In your motherfucking ear so fast. The high tea and the high coffee. Because I would just, whatever I, I can do. I'm t- oh my God. And then, <laughs> then set the carafe on his neck, <laughs> like the hot carafe, what? the ass of the hot carafe, just burning that motherfucker. Get I'm him again. Him. Get him from me. Asante, we're going to that day. We will forever be bonded I'm telling you, this more. dude, we have been on too many too, fucking flights. We have been through too much. Too much. Too much. Too much. 
Hey, what, motherfucker? Please, okay, do it. I will, oh, look, let's be wrapped up with the, the first class curtain. Baby, you, you know what we're training with that. You know, <laughs> we'll do all kinds of look the, the footrest. I'm telling you, uh-huh. I have eyed all you gonna, kinds you gonna, of things. You're gonna make your connection today, okay? Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> please. Please. My word. Please. Woo. This is the thought of it. It's so we clearly we needed, we needed to get that off. Got me a little activated with that. I, ain't, I don't like that. But. Oh, I think that's just our, our just general fear of the crazy shit that's going down lately. Well, I'll but, tell one of them give me that pen off your vest because I can take that pen and stick him with it. You know what I'm saying? It's, cause, it's because give me all of us... It's because all of us really want the best it's for everybody. So when we're faced with situations, because you did this, friend, you you kicked it off. You gave a scenario. Because we got to get back on the ground, okay? Safely, this motherfucker tried to kill us. It's on, motherfucker. Come on, Survivor MacGyver over here, baby. I'm trying to tell you because we go, we go, we gonna get off this motherfucker plan. We getting off first too. He can wait okay. and bleed out. We getting off this plane I can't first. Stop laughing. Oh my God. Okay. As I soon as it lands, breath. we open the door and pushing his ass out <laughs> then too. So the plane, you you think he walking off? Nah, bitch. Since you want to go out the door so bad, we gonna open that door up and push him hard down there on that runway asphalt. And you know, that's some different kind of asphalt too, because you gotta support a heavy ass plane. That ain't no shit. Oh. Like what, what you driving down Martin Luther King Boulevard on. So crashing into that face first, <laughs> please. I'm trying to like ground and my throw all that luggage on his ass too. Oh. Hit the ground. Tell the mind you, that was only one recap. <laughs> that was just one. Comment. We almost an hour in. Okay, okay. All right, I'll so <laughs> so Rachel in the. <laughs> Woo! Sorry, excuse me. Mm. Okay. Excuse me. All right. So Rachel right. in the gated community said the interior of my house is all Claire paint. If y'all remember, I highlighted Claire paint as the first black owned paint company last week. Yes. Um, or the Amen. week before last, I should say. Um, and Rachel says that people are always so obsessed with the colors in her house and the shipping time is incredible. So that was really cool. Actually, we got a lot of comments from people saying that they also have Claire paint in their home because they were excited to support a black business. And it's it's dope to know that the quality, the shipping time, customer service, the color options, it seems like they got it all down pat. So, Okay. <laughs> Shout out to them. I'm Shout out to them. Shirts, you know. What about you, Dustin? What'd you find in the Twitter streets? Um, shout out to our friends over at lovebscott.com. They hey. posted that. Um, yeah. Right. Shout, out to B- Shout out to B. Scott in Denver. <laughs> um, they tweeted that activist Hydea Broadbent, um, who rose to prominence as a child living with HIV, died, unfortunately, at age 39. Oh, so I'm sure you guys are familiar with her. her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Her little yep, face, like away. I can picture it with her twists, I think. Yep. 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 Oh my goodness. Wow. Absolutely. So mm. rest in peace to her. She did a lot of great work. You she know did what I'm a lot of great work. Our and whole childhood. It feels. Yeah. Wow. So rest, rest in, in peace to Hydea Broadbent. Uh, wow. That's it for me. Icon, an icon. Well, I think we took up <laughs> enough time. 
we can move forward because last week's episode was a shoot the shit episode called Santorini photo shoots, and we can just move on to <laughs> this week because we literally just laughed for like an hour. This is the friend zone. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace. Yours. Visit a live archaeological dig site on the very grounds where America began. Or walk the fields where our country was won. Live like a colonial by day or track 18th century ghosts by night. For all the history to be found here, there's plenty more to make for yourself. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. So over the weekend, I had another one of those moments where I was sitting on the couch trying to take a breather and got in my YouTube documentary bag. You know, YouTube be having the documentaries. You don't know who put it together. (laughs) You don't know who's behind it, but somehow you just be enthralled by it. And this documentary popped up for me called China's Slacker Youths. <laughs> Why Ooh. they went from lying flat to let it rot. And apparently there is a new. <laughs> well, I mean, right. Dustin, why I feel like we looked at each other? <laughs> like, I love it. Charlie That's what I was on that on the Chappelle show episode. Like. <laughs> so apparently China's youth are calling themselves Bailan. That's B A I L A N, which translates to let it rot. It's it's uh, their version of Jomo, which is the joy of missing out. And it's their, I guess, their rebellion against <laughs> capitalism, against the pressures of performance pressure, against stress, against the doom that they feel, the hopelessness. They feel that the government pushes them to be workhorses and they can't keep up. They don't see the reward. They see that their parents' generation bent over backwards and has pretty much nothing to show for it. So not only do they have to take care of their parents' generation, who supposedly did all the work, they can barely take care of themselves. And so as a way to protest as a form of rebellion, they now call themselves the Bailon Generation And the interesting thing is after I watched that, I was like, you know, this, I keep seeing this term called bed rotting. Have y'all seen it? It's Mm. coming up a lot. And it's like bed sores when people get bed sores. I mean, yes and no. Bed sores Mm -hmm. because the whole point is to just lay in bed and basically opt out from life. Opt Mm. out from overdoing it at work just doing the bare minimum to survive day to day. And it's a new phenomenon called bed rotting. If you look on TikTok, it's like 130 million plus videos of kids just sharing their bed rotting day to day. Look at Asante Boone on his phone. So it got me thinking. Let's check. 
Right. It got so bed rotting by definition. And I got this from health.com. Bed rotting is a booming new trend sweeping TikTok and it involves staying in bed for extended periods, not to sleep, but to do passive activities like eating snacks, watching TV, <laughs> Dustin, please. And scroll. I don't even want to click on none of these videos. It's just people laying in these beds and I'm yes. like, bitch, get up. And That's it, all I'm yelling about. Like. They're attributing this to Gen Z. This is their form of rebellion against the capitalist system. What being um, a goddamn go ahead. So the so it was through me looking up different journals and reports on this. There was a lot of um, magazine spreads. The trend apparently is most popular with Gen Z who understandably is feeling the burnout from work, school, family, just general life demands, even social engagements. Um, Jeffrey Gardier, who's a PhD, is a clinical psychologist and professor at Toro University School of Health Sciences. He was saying how he was amazed at how many videos there are on TikTok for this. He said there's even bed rotting influencers. You know why he was amazed, right? <sighs> why, Dustin? Because Ross? it's ridiculous. No, but go ahead. <laughs> so, of course, I wanted to look up what doctors are saying. There's a sleep scientist who shares her thoughts on TikTok to reach the generation that is experiencing this. Her name is Vanessa Hill, PhD. She has her own TikTok channel. She feels that there's pros to bed rotting. She said it's it's the end of optimization. It's anti-productivity because you are wasting away under a blanket and the nothingness is your best life. And she thinks that it's nothing wrong with doing the bare minimum to get by and just resting, relaxing. And of when course she, she said do, the word, she put that shit on TikTok instead of doing <laughs> studies and journals and shit like real researchers and doctors are. She lazy too. <laughs> When she said the word optimization, it really rung a bell with me. I think of those threads you see, right, on Twitter, where people be like, five habits of highly successful people. And it's always like, wake up at 5 a.m., work out 45 minutes, drink 100 ounces of water, take your uh, magnesium glyco. You know, it's like there's always the same tips. And then you see these like high optimization threads on Twitter. How to how to be your best, you know, life or whatever. And it's always just like... Life hacks for millionaires. There we go. Life hacks for millionaires. Like what the 5 a.m. club. Seven habits of highly effective people. There you go. We see those threads. For some reason, they aggregate so much on my Twitter. Mm -hmm. I was like, what am I doing that's making these white <laughs> men... <laughs> <laughs> does, does it come on your for you page i have so yeah. many white men on my for you page telling me how to live my best life and how to become a billionaire and it's really irritating to be honest because they're all saying the same thing and i don't think mm -hmm. that that's how life works but mm -hmm. reddit forums y'all know i love mm. me some reddit uh -huh. the kids on there sharing their thoughts on it there was one kid I saw where he said, the problem is that everything needs a buzzy phrase now. He was like, quiet quitting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bed yep. rotting. He's like, like, yeah, we've always known about putting in the minimum at your shitty job and staying in bed all day, guys. Like, it doesn't yeah. need a fucking term. Yeah. You know? But self.com, 
they tapped in with Courtney DeAngelis, who's a psychologist at Columbia University. And they asked her, what are the benefits? Like before we get into the dark side of bed rotting, is there a benefit that that's what Gen Z and whoever else is participating in this booming trend? What are they really gaining from it? She said it does calm the body, obviously. If you are in a job that's physically or mentally Dustin, please, why are you <laughs> Laying down does calm the body. <laughs> the fuck kind of like, this what they paying this motherfucker for? <laughs> Wait. I'm, okay. If you have a physically just... or mentally taxing or depending Obviously, laying down is going to calm the body. It slows down your heart rate. Obviously, it eases stress and exhaustion, especially for people that, like I said, are are on their feet all day. We don't know the different jobs that people have. Um, The problem is, she said, it can become concerning if it lasts for more than one or two days. But the kids on TikTok, this is literally... Their life, right? It's like this is a lifestyle. It's not just a weekend thing. I have that week. What are you doing after school today? Some homework and then getting and in be- bed. And first of all, I hate the name bed rotting. It's so a little bed rot, disgusting. <laughs> it's so and, dark and 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 grimy and yeah. fucking. It's just gross. It's giving like American Vulgar. Horror Story. Yeah. You know, just that it, dark. Yeah, but like that's you're how the I feel. Garbage pale kid. But it speaks to, I think, the general air of this generation where they feel hopeless and they feel doomed by not being able to buy homes. You are told to finish college and then you can't afford to pay off your loans because the interest has you paying college for the next 40 fucking years. Cars are expensive. If you rent, rent is expensive. Food is expensive. So I think the kids are feeling crushed. Like we did. We, we got did our feel ass crushed, but, but it's worse. It's getting progressively worse. And I feel like this is, this is a symptom of that, you know, of the fact that it's getting progressively worse. Maybe so, because by it getting progressively worse, parents have gotten progressively lazier. Because mm. this, to me, is a direct, direct reflection on the parenting. Parents you in think? the homes or whatever that uh, Jiminy Cricket looking homosexual <laughs> nigga with the fucked up daddy said. Fathers in the homes. <laughs> this this right here, you need to. This is on the parents. If you raise a nothing ass so? child that don't mm-hmm. want to get out and do nothing. And this is not somebody going through struggling with depression or something that is debilitating in that way or, or crippling in that way to like executing everyday tasks and stuff when people Mm -hmm. struggle with shit that makes them have to be in the bed which is this is why this pisses me off even more right because this motherfuckers who can't get out the bed okay so for y'all that's what they feel but that's the that's what they're feeling they feel like they are so crushed by the system that it's becoming this like cyclical depression really I've, i've i'm a black gay man you know what I'm saying? Right. Who grew up as a in a strict religious environment. I've never felt crushed by systems before at the same damn time. Multiple <laughs> ones. Right. Grow up. You, these weak ass hate- motherfucking kids that y'all raising like that ain't got no damn. It, it's pressure in life because there's things that you have to fucking do. You can mm-hmm. you can try your best to organize things and make them as orderly 
and efficient as you can in life, but it's certain shit shit you feel um and, and you feel driven to do or you feel you know a need to do you feel that pressure in life in certain times that doesn't mean things are wrong and it damn sure don't mean you need to elect to get your ass in the bed and not get the fuck up that pisses me off so bad it's avoidant it's, hard. it's avoidant yeah it's still know. hard just, for me every fucking day i feel like social media is what also makes it so hard too right like we were aware of some of these things, but like we still had to keep going. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people, they're keep going is keep scrolling. So they keep scrolling and it's giving them more of like what's trendy, whatever, but also more of what's going on in the world, more of the shit that they're going to have to grow up and have to take part of. So when I see <clears throat> I was going to say before, I hate that this is like a TikTok trend because I feel like, you know, to Dustin's point, people have always felt these ways, you know, all kinds of, you know, maybe at different ages and different stages. I feel mm. like some kids may have felt it more than others, but maybe that wasn't really everyone or it wasn't like a grand view, if you will. But now because of TikTok and because it's a trend, there are some people that, you know, are genuinely sharing. are on their Daria mm -hmm. and they be feeling depressed as fuck and cynical as fuck about life. But then there are people that just think that the shit is trendy or cute to do. And it also is an excuse or their favorite is doing it or whatever the fuck they think is going on versus some of these people like because uh, at the top of this you were talking about china where they're really looking at their system and they're like okay well listen you know china. a lot of y'all haven't seen <laughs> china. china a lot of y'all a, a lot of people you know were it's literally crazy. born to take care of their families but yeah. then the systems were fucked up so it's like so let me get this straight y'all broke this shit and now you want us to sit up here and take care of you by doing all this all shit right. so i see how it can become a cycle of what the fuck am i doing but there has to be some semblance of y'all you still just a child you ain't even got to worry about that yet so you need to get through a before you worried about b and c so in other words get your ass up and go to school so like let's figure out why you can't get up and get out of bed is it really because you are depressed from what you're seeing all right well you need to spend less time on social media is it because of this like you know maybe to dustin's point this goes back to parenting i don't know i just hate that this hit the internet as this trendy bullshit because People have felt this way and maybe more people think that they feel this way than they really do. They just see it as some shit that's like, oh, this actually makes sense. Well, fuck it. I'm joining the movement. Bitch, it's not a fucking movement for you to join. <laughs> like, this is yeah. where some people are at. And for if you are still developing and you still can't get your ass up and go do the readings and, you know, dance or whatever the fuck you're your focus is some people they do need that time and they do go they go to bed early and they need to regenerate and they can bounce back after a week or two and they're like you know what actually i i do want to participate in society but then some people have just decided to be sheep and adopt this and be lazy and it's like bitch there are people that they just actually are lazy and you know subpar or whatever and that's cool they don't have to announce it or hashtag it and that's why you're a poser or whatever I, like i don't even know like this should not be a trend <laughs> And it's it was, dumb. and you know what, in the comments of the two documentaries that I watched, um, mm -hmm. because uh, obviously, like I said, what triggered this conversation in my head was the documentaries focusing on the youth in China. But then I remembered mm -hmm. the term bed rotting. And I was like, let me look into this a little deeper, because clearly mm -hmm. this isn't just China. This is this mm -hmm. generation, you know, mm -hmm. obviously. So there was a lot of warring in the comments. Similar to Dustin, but what I noticed was it was the older, like the adults in the comments that were basically like, y'all are Dustin. Damn, friend. That were like, y'all lazy. What did you do to Dustin? 
Destiny, what? <laughs> he, he did the key size culture face. He said. <laughs> it was an older generation that felt like y'all are weak. Y'all are entitled. Y'all are like Asante just said, sheep. Y'all are getting you the know, fuck out of my house if we, you think you finna be in the bed right now. <laughs> what made me laugh was the people that were like, we have always seen this, first of all. Bed rotting isn't new. Mm-hmm. It's just that we have access to each other in a very different way that we didn't <laughs> before. Because I remember everyone has that aunt that was always in the bed. <laughs> or the parent in the family that you went to talk to your mom and she was in bed. <sighs> and like everyone knows somebody um, I know I had phases in my life where certain parts of my life were a little more challenging than others. And my yeah. response was to lay down. For sure. <laughs> and I didn't really have it to give to socializing, to anything but work. I went to work. I did the things that I Been needed there. to do to sustain as a human. I ate barely, you know. Literally went on autopilot. Okay. And, and then I used to call those moments... Groundhog's Day. That was my term for it because it felt oh, like every stuff. day I fucking woke up just felt like the same day, the same day, the same day, the same day. And so what I feel about bed rotting is that I understand it. Mm-hmm. But where it becomes dangerous is that they're making it a trend. Yes. yes. That they yes. gave it a name that has yes. a hashtag that has influencers. Yes. The influencer I saw, I actually saved oh, her. Hell yes. No. But I will say one thing about her bef- to not knock her. She goes as life as Raven. She's a TikTok creator that has dedicated her content to educating the masses on bed rotting. This is a, according to okay. Glamour, Glamour Mag. She has amassed a colossal 2.9 million likes on her videos with the quote unquote, trying to rot less slogan on her bio and her loyal following. She has truly become a bed rotting expert. (laughs) And in the video, she does bed rot. I went and checked her out. She has, she does have a big following, but what I can't say. I went to go look to see because I said this was on uh, Glamour I was like, magazine. Did you like go watch it? Did she like do it live or no? It's a, it's ahead. a young black girl and she just is in oh, bed. A black yeah, girl. She is. She's a young black girl. Well, bed rot, sister. She, you lost the recipe. <laughs> and she got highlighted on Glamour Mag. <laughs> Justin, please. But you know what I could appreciate with her highlight on Glamour Mag? She actually listed out. Let me pull that up. <laughs> She listed out tips on how to do it in a healthy way that's mindful. <laughs> she said, Where was she say in, it Bobby? Out- <laughs> No. Her first tip was say it out loud. Sometimes you really need to speak things into existence. Or I'm a Raven- bed rider. <laughs> Raven Is that recommended what, what, what you say saying to yourself out loud, in five seconds, I'm going to get up. And then counting down five, four, three, two, one, and making yourself get the fuck up. She said, you must place your feet on the floor. When you get up, say aloud what you're doing. My feet are moving. My feet are touching the ground. Now, you know what? This is actually really helpful. I don't know if y'all remember years ago. Look at Dustin's face. He is he killing is, I, I really, I'm, I'm with you, Fran, but he is taking me out. Do y'all remember years ago on a wellness segment for the OG listeners, I mentioned that when I'm in a spiral or in what, mm-hmm. you know, a darker side of my mm-hmm. energy, 
I narrate my day and it mm-hmm. actually is a mental health trick that helps me a lot. Like I'll be like, Fran, you have to eat something, make an egg. Yeah, we can respect you know, put that a piece of toast in <laughs> put a piece of toast in the toaster, yep. get a bowl of blueberries, wash your you know, ass. grab a hash brown that you buy from the little Trader Joe packs, put it in the oven. Like I'll narrate how to move good. through my aren't they so good? I'm obsessed they're so with them. Good. Yes. So, <laughs> but so you can good. never find them. <laughs> they go fast. Because they, they only allow so one fast. per day. Because people got up out the bed to go buy them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell myself you should take a shower. You mm-hmm. should take a shower, wash your hair, use your lotion. Like so, I get this narration thing she's saying. That's actually a very useful trick that I mentioned years ago. She said, change your clothes, change from pajamas to maybe some loungewear. Just don't stay in the same thing. That creates a demarcation, which I do understand. That it's similar to when we were stuck during COVID and quarantine. And it was like, change your fucking clothes <laughs> just because you're home all day. You need a demarcation. You need a separation from each part of your day to help you kind of mentally pivot into what needs to get done. She's you're fucking pissing me off. Why, Dustin? Tell me why. Raven's fucking pissing me off because. <laughs> <laughs> this is mindful bed rotting. At least she's telling the kids. Oh, yeah, hey, don't fucking yo. do it. <laughs> That's mindful bear I'm telling people don't do that That's crazy Number one You friend having a hard time with something We respect that We respect anybody That's a serious thing that's When you struggle human. with that And I think that's why This is so offensive to me Right? Mm. Because people really Like struggle With shit like that It 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 It, it, it hinders them from making progress Professionally their personal relationships, families and shit breaking down. We saw um, fucking Robin Dixon use that shit during her season on The Housewives talking about she couldn't get up out the bed until 12 and her husband was like, got in her ass a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, get your ass up and do what you gotta do. Right. That's not even a, 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 a more serious case of that sort of shit happening to a person. So to hear some dummy no, I shouldn't say that. To hear some person, not her being a dummy, but to hear these right. people that, the that are taking this and you making it a trend on, on like TikTok yeah. to lay in the fucking bed all day and act like you're dealing with a depression or something like that. It's just really disrespectful to me, to but people that struggle think, with that shit. But don't you think anyone who would participate mm-hmm. in this in the first place crazy is anyway. dealing with Dustin's stuff? Is well, that's not depressed. With, that's crazy. That's different. No, right? but that like, to me is it's. But that's why a lot of the the sleep specialists, the clinical psychologists, a lot of the people that I was reading their thoughts, they were like they understand it because this is a reaction. This is a reaction to overperformance, expectations, mm-hmm. competition. This is a reaction, so mm-hmm. they are not surprised at all. But where it becomes dangerous is that this is also cyclical. Like, if you're starting this as a teen and becoming avoidant of knowing how to deal with the root issues of why you're drawn to this trend to begin with, why do I want to stay in bed? Why am I opting out of socializing with friends and family? Why do I want to eat in my bed? Why do I want to do the bare minimum? You never get to the root. So as you're getting older... It's not changing anything. And it's similar to the process of bed rotting. Like, let's be real here. Most people are just scrolling through their phone on the mm-hmm. in the bed. 
that's mm-hmm. already creating anxiety, creating it's stress you in your body. Get out of bed. It's Y'all gonna not have to start helping. putting your phones down in. Just put your shit down for real. If, you, if it's fucking yeah. you up that bad to where you cannot get out the bed because of it. Right. You These have to have the will to put it down at a certain And point. it's easy to do that because think, let's be real here. How many times, I mean, I can't say that this has happened to y'all, but I can speak for myself. Mm. I've been in my bed scrolling and three hours pass and I'd be disgusted with myself. Like I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. oh, girl, mm-hmm. did you really just scroll for four hours in that, your bed? That doesn't happen to <laughs> me right because again. at the... Because <laughs> I narrate through that, I'd be and disgusted 30, with how that happens so easily. Disgusted. Friend, at the 35, 45 minute mark, I'm already done. With, I'm already discussing. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> See, at least you I don't have be an on my internal, phone like that. You have an internal you know alarm that tells you get the fuck off the phone. That's when you you're sitting, smoking, you're sitting there you take us down. like I, I'm I'm really good and disciplined with my schedule for the most part for the most part mm-hmm. right and when I take breaks and sit down and like I'm about to smoke a bun eat some lunch or whatever you know what I'm saying and then that's when I'll like scroll into you know fade mm-hmm. out a little bit you know what I mean right. but like it's just, like soothing it's soothing for me you get distracted from timekeeping you know what I mean mm-hmm. you get distracted from timekeeping when you're for doing sure. other things but. I'm not going to sit on my ass in the bed if ain't nothing wrong with me <laughs> just for the sake of doing it. Because I mean, it's I'm trendy. a lounger. I'm not. Uh, well, that's a, but you are not rotting somewhere. <laughs> you sitting in a bouclet chair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Because listen, I'm going to be in the bed, chair. but I ain't rotting. Staying you from West Elm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you ain't rotting. I don't I'm understand that shit. I wish my motherfucker. I I'm did, very I close with my it, cousins. I wish they would. I do too. I get Mm-mm. it though. I look, remember I'll, those I'll fucking days. Yes. Day. And, it'll, look, and it'll be know, nighttime and then it's daytime and then it's nighttime me. again. I've been there. Listen, when when we were younger, or when I was younger, I remember it being like an emo phase for some people. Like, you mm-hmm. know, maybe it had names and the names evolved. I don't know what it is, nice but like in my adulthood. What's that clip that be going around? What do they say inside that? Yeah, that. Yeah, whatever that. I, I want to. I want to learn it, but y'all know what I'm talking. Tonight, tonight. I always put it over people with like tonight, black tonight. emo kids. <laughs> but I feel like you know the nigga emos. We was just sad. Tonight will be the night that, that I, will I will fight for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody know that song, tag us in that song. Whatever I'm that, that's, that emo, the sound is. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Ty puts it right there. He will. Like right there, right Watch, we're going to find um, it. No, but I really just thought that it was just one of those faces, like, when you were coming up, you just realized the world is some bullshit. And, and it was like, not that I had to deal with it, yep. but it's like, when, you know, you're coming like, up damn. and because you're already experiencing like, you know, learning, learning that you're poor and then you're learning that uh, they don't want to give you your black history. And then you're learning hey, that you're, you're not supposed to talk back. <laughs> you know, it's like you're <laughs> learning all these things. And it's like, and that's just on a local level. Don't even don't so, even zoom out to the global issues. Th- then you those are the things breathe. happening right there to your point in your neighborhood, yep. right in your face. Yep. So when you log on to your phone and you're paying attention to what the niggas is doing out in L.A. and New York and then the war is going on it's like whoa we've just engaged too much and we still have homework to do so it's like okay well i'm just gonna go get into bed but it's like i get it the kids they become overwhelmed i get there's it too. too much shit for them to consume it's a shutdown at the same time 
I just this goes back to the, what I've always said, and you know, I, the uh, listeners have said they do it in certain countries about there being like internet uh, internet courses or, mm-hmm. or courses as far as like internet responsibility. Like, all right, y'all, the internet is used for this. There's this here, and this exists too. Be mindful of your time. Don't get caught up in this. All right, you know, play time for X amount of time. Discipline yourselves. All right, you graduate. I don't fucking know, but the kids need to be literally taught. That as much as all of these screen these screens exist and they're supposed to be there to help you, how harmful they can be and how to avoid harm and how not to inflict harm on other people. Yes, yes. Thank I you for agree. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Asante. When I was looking at the comments, there was one by this handle called Christopher Cricket Wallace. Um, this is under the China, right? I laugh. People be having some funny names. This is under the. The the China documentary. He said they're not unmotivated. They are educated enough to see the game is rigged. The numbers Mm. don't add up. The promise of working hard and getting ahead is false and that their government has screwed them to hold on to power. They're not lazy. They are screwed and their situation looks hopeless and they fucking see it. And a lot of people were saying refusing to work to the bone with no reward, they don't want to fucking do that anymore. Me and either, but that doesn't mean lay on your bed. But that's how some you people feel are they're avoiding. I get it because think about it. A lot of people cope have different coping mechanisms, right? Some people right. drink, over drink, and then they work throughout the week and then they drink. Some people get really high. <laughs> Some people use that energy when they go into politics. Just an old in the spliff, just kill me. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to distract you. From your point, like, but I just... <laughs> Some people get really high. Some people overwork to, yeah. because that's all they know how to do to not face with their feelings. Some people lay in a bed. <laughs> Some people lay in a bed. Yeah. So this is just, like I said. I'm a variety. <laughs> As long as I say a little would, bit of A, a little bit of C. You would, know you what I'm be, would you be with a person that's that was bed rotten? No, absolutely not. No, only because it's like how it am I doesn't gonna align. I'd be depressed about shit my damn self, <laughs> and now Wait. you want to be fucking bed rotten? <laughs> exactly. But I want to see how friend is but gonna I shape this. Suppose- <laughs> come you on, me, right? come on. <laughs> it doesn't align with my the vision of my life. Friend, but, you would be but if it so fast, nigga, get but your motherfucking ha- ass <laughs> out that damn but bed. It, no, but you know what? A thing too that I think is an extreme of that issue right there. Like even my partner, right? Right now he's super sick, mm-hmm. and I can see the guilt in him being in mm-hmm. bed. He's so mm-hmm. he feels so guilty that he's trying mm-hmm. to rush the process of recovery. And I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, you have to sleep. School will wait. Work will wait responsibilities in the home will right like you have the right you're sick and it, it but that to me is a symptom of this country where we're guilt we feel guilt for resting mm-hmm. yes also even when we need to because our bodies have given he's not lazy given out. and he's i can clearly not that. but that's the problem though you there's nothing wrong with like i love i call them lazy days I think they're important. I always say I need a day where nothing is expected of me. Like my brain Mm. literally needs a day where nothing is expected of me. I don't want to talk. I don't want a responsibility. I don't want anything. I just need to shut down and not think, not have to process because we're constantly doing that day to day. So I think there's elements of this that are important. But 
like the psychologists, the clinical psychologists are saying, it's just being taken to a different level because y'all have been there where you'll lay down, but it's actually not relaxing because your mind is beating you up about the shit that you're not doing. Yeah, you start you thinking about you can't nope. even rest for real. Not even just the things that you're not Restless. doing because you're bed rotting, but the things that you might be avoiding on a on an emotional level, mental level mm-hmm. to begin with, like breakups, grief, mm-hmm. jobs, everything, everything anything. just hits you. And it's like that actually bed rotting isn't as relaxing as people are trying to make Mm-mm. it seem to me. I mean, not for me. It literally just seems like you just rolling around in the bed, writhing about what's wrong because you're not sleeping. And That's why they're using there. the word rotting. Like, so why not get rotted. your ass up? No, I have never. Been, I have been down to the bed about some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I have down never. I have never fucking bed rotted. And I'm a, mm. I, my, my internal personal constitution won't even allow me. <laughs> <laughs> I like so that. when it's you're like, down and out that's just mm-hmm. not your goats that's not your coping different strategy right the difference mm-hmm. is i don't think there's anything wrong with being called to rest when you're down and out about something that's a temporary right. circumstance these mm-hmm. wackos have adopted this <laughs> as a lifestyle you understand what I'm saying? I it's get a that. When we going it's through some shit and we are fucking real riders bed right. crippled <laughs> and and broken down by life and have to rest our bodies and minds physically, that's different than what these yuhus are doing. So I don't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I don't fucking. Yeah. yeah, like it seems like it's more of a movement. It's so I say I don't want to say I'm over here. I, I don't want to say I bed rotted, but I have I definitely have, like been have. like down and out. You know what I'm saying? And I can understand people in this generation coming up as a bed rotter, not mm-hmm. like as far as the people like trying to join the trend, but like actual people that like are going to school and they have all these fucking tests that they're taking. They got to apply to college, mm. but then it's like, damn, uh, maybe I'm the first to go to college or maybe all my family goes to college and I don't want to go to this college. Whatever the pressures are, every child or young you person work, does have to deal with a family. lot of pressures. Mm-hmm. And the more that the world, I mean, because, you know, when you're coming up, the world is literally opening up to you. And I feel like it's just all a matter of how people process that. So if you're a young person and you feel like you're a bed rider, I urge you to reconsider. Just take it as a phase and not a lifestyle choice. And right. get through this phase swimmingly and swiftly because... Right now you are a spring chicken and you need to be in good health and you need to be in habit. And right now is when you get those habits and you keep those habits because I was not in healthy habits when I was younger. So it's like now I'm always (laughs) considering them and thinking about them. But it's like if I at least, you know, did them for periods of time, it's like I feel more competent coming back to them or revisiting them. But it's like I'm revisiting things that I did later on in life versus things that I did earlier in life. I'm like, okay, you know, I had a little bit in this. It's like I always can come back to acting because, you know, I did that earlier in life. So it's like, oh, okay, you know, I did my thing there. So do you think right now, sports wise, math wise, whatever, feel like the competition's too much or you're not enjoying yourself? You know, say fuck it and do something that you feel like you're the bad bitch at enjoy and you can make some money off of. If you're a fucking gamer, be a gamer that makes some fucking money, you know, stream and make some money that way until you can compete. You know, just figure out ways to enterprise and get above the shit that you feel like is coming. And you'll probably end up better off than you ever could imagine because I feel like that's what I did. I feel like I looked at the world when I was younger. was like, this world is going to be some bullshit. And I have come up very, very well, I must say, so far. So I just want to thank God in that moment, in that Amen aspect. That. And that's why I will say that I do refuse the title of bedrock. <laughs> and you know what? The fact that there's a trend when I step back from 
being emotionally charged by how sad that feels. Mm-hmm. People are looking for connection. So they're mm-hmm. claiming mm-hmm. this like isolation, right? I don't see my friends. I don't go out. But the fact that you're like making videos, posting them, following a hashtag, you want to be a part of something. Yeah. Like it's clo- it's evident. You wouldn't be looking for videos of people who are sharing this experience. This collective. So it's all a lie. It's a collective crush, you know. And I think, to me, like I get it. Like I think if I could speak to the teenagers and the twenty year olds, people thirty, forty. I mean, I don't think bed rotting has an age. They keep saying it's Gen right. Z, but I, like I said, I knew the aunts. I had friends, parents that I used to come say hi, and they were always <laughs> Dude, in the bed. She just called somebody mama a bed rotter. <laughs> No, I swear to God, I had a friend whose mom was always in bed. Like, I would come up and give her a kiss when I would come over. She was always in the bed. It, it's like a... So that's what I'm like, it's not new. You know, you sit down next to her and you'd be like, how you been? Good. And you're like... <laughs> and you got your street clothes because so you don't want to sit on the bed. I come give her a kiss every time I came Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. And you kind of try to sit the on like bed. a little corner of the bed because you got street clothes. <laughs> like that's going to <laughs> I bought, and can I just say, I bought a very, very nice bed. And the fact that I don't get sleep more than like six or seven hours right? in my bed is like more. very disappointing. Well, you know what I'm saying? Everybody no, else in there, you might as well get in the motherfucker too. Or something. But, <laughs> <in the bed. laughs> but at that's the what end of doing. the day, I don't want to scroll. I think people want connection. That's what this bed rotting trend to me <sighs> is really well, saying. Off. No, but my Go thing outside. here, the thing is you can opt out from this crush. You can look at me. I feel like in a lot of ways I haven't opted out because I have shit to do. But in a right. lot of ways, I have opted out. Y'all see there's certain mm-hmm, things I mm-hmm. don't chase. There's certain mm-hmm. things I have no interest in being a part of that I could be because I'm mm-hmm. positioned for those things. But I have no interest. So I think you can but also opt you out. Learn, without, but you also but you can learn and find yourself. Without destructive True. habits. Mm-hmm. Because aside from the mental turmoil that this is going to cause, you're on your devices. We already know through science what these phones are doing to us on so many levels just from the blue light to the radiation to god knows what we don't know <laughs> that we're gonna find out <laughs> in the future uh-huh. but even doctors were saying that the danger too is even on a health level like your blood not flowing properly how about that how about like, that? On, like on a real real physical level doctors are saying like while we understand the psychological reasoning if you are not circulating your blood, you are more susceptible to blood clots, muscular atrophy. Like it's a lot of really Septus. serious. Imagine being <laughs> Dustin. Imagine Why being get Septus. Imagine being Just, a teen. You know, creating these health problems for you. You know what I'm saying? Aside unnecessarily from, too. At, unnecessarily, at and it's only going to make your life harder. Yeah. You're already feeling You're gonna low energy. You're going to be in a energy. hospital bed. Right, right. You can have fun so, in that Casper all you want. <laughs> when your ass, is, <laughs> your ass is in a craftsmanic adjustable. <laughs> oh, my word. Like, Greg, she took my sleep number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
Tay. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. No. Oh. But you know, it's just <laughs> I just feel I think I feel sad. I think Mm. I think I understand uh, wanting to opt out from the rat race, but I I wish that we could get it out there that this isn't going to make you feel any better. Like you need your friends. You need your community. That's why this year I made it a point publicly, openly on this show, even as a 40 plus year old, that I'm still working on being a better friend and I'm still mm. working on being a better family member. Yeah, you're already a good one. And I and okay. I think I'm a pretty good mm-hmm. friend as in general, but there's always ways to improve and show up, you know. And those are things that make me feel really good. I've opted out of a lot of work this year, in particular, mm-hmm. because I'm focused on my physical body, like goals that I want to hit that I've mentioned and been very open about. Like quarantine did a number on me. I feel that I became very stagnant as a physical being during quarantine, and now I'm trying to reverse. Reverse that. Seeing my friends more. Traveling. Y'all saw I went and saw Maya in Toronto. I flew to New York for Crystal and Fury's Mm -hmm. anniversary show. Like, these things Mm -hmm. feel so good. So, I'm opting out. Y'all have rarely heard me mentioning new campaigns. Yeah. Whenever we have an announcement to make, it's usually something personal. I don't even... Mm -hmm. I told y'all this is probably the first year in years that I'm solely working on the friend zone right now because mm-hmm. I needed to open up my schedule for me mm-hmm. and my health and my... So we can get ready for tour. <laughs> Celine Dion gif. Craig, <laughs> 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 you finna make me bed right. <laughs> now I'm depressed. So I'm finna bed right. <laughs> you gonna rebel a protest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but China. you know, I- <laughs> China. Oh my god, yo, it's so crazy. But I feel like it. It makes me sad that this is this is the way that people are choosing to protest the system that it is fucking us over. And I completely understand the sentiment. That's why I can't even judge them for it. But I do wish that there was just like a better way. You know, because this is just going to create a generation of darker, darker, darker energy. If people Mm. are just like not connecting with each other, you know, it's like I understand it, but I just wish that we could do something about it. Mm -hmm. Well, a a way to re-inspire the kids. Getting out the fucking bed. (laughs) Fuck y'all. Anybody that ain't going through no depression and is just choosing to do this shit, shit. Cause they seen it on TikTok. Fuck y'all. That's what I got to say. Now for the people that are anybody, bedridden and I don't upset, think anybody I, would do that just to do that. I really don't. Sure? I feel like you have to already. <laughs> I think you have to already have been feeling a depression. Wow. You know, yeah, anxiety. I love y'all, but the yeah. motherfuckers that I believe are just doing this shit because they're full of it. Fuck y'all. Because you yeah. need to get out the goddamn bed. That's what I got to say. Right. Much love to everybody suffering. But I just, yeah. I thought that this was a phenomenon. The fact that they're calling it a booming trend that has 130 plus million views and videos on TikTok. I was like, we have to talk about this. I don't think that video coming up on my algorithm was out of nowhere, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. 
I just, I don't know. Do you guys have any final words? I love your heart. Words? Bless your heart. That's my final words. Bless your heart. <laughs> because I love you. I love you, but <laughs> yeah, I love I your perspective too, though. Because like For I real. said, people were fighting in the comments being like, y'all are just crazy as fuck and you need to get up, <laughs> watch your ass get and go to work. Bed but rotting. Like to me, it. anybody that is choosing to call that rotting is caught up in the the the, the visibility and trending optics of it all and you're full of it. That's what I think. I think anybody that is really going through something, the moment the moment I done went through shit, break up, all that kind of shit, and been down in my bed, you know what I'm saying? I didn't think I was rotten. So I don't, you know what I'm saying? So I don't appreciate that. And that's why I take offense to that shit. Yes. That's why I take offense to that shit. Bed rot. That's fucked up. And I don't appreciate that. So, you know. You just don't like the hopelessness it. of it? No, feel like I feel it's like it's, too... and especially not when ain't nothing wrong with these motherfuckers. They choose, oh, it's just, uh, it's just, I'd rather do this in protest because it's a scam. It's a big scam. The way the government <laughs> the system scam. It's gonna go to bed. <laughs> Fuck y'all. You understand? Because that is so that is horrible when it's people that literally cannot get out the bed because they're going through shit. Because right. you decided that you don't want to do what the fuck you have to do. How are you paying for the room with the fucking bed in it? <laughs> it's all bullshit to me. So that's just how I feel about it. But I I feel bad for the people that don't call themselves rotten. And are literally bedridden with anxiety and whatever the fuck. I feel bad right. for them. But if you're right. bed riding, fuck off. That's how I feel. Asante. <laughs> um, understandable. I, I just wish there was a way again to either help the youth either better process, you know, their feelings, uh, better process the use of. Um, the, the internet, I feel like might be a, a big product of this, but I For also sure. know that it could be rooted into it, that still goes back to a lot of things that are happening in real life. Um, again, these are things that we probably dealt with on a smaller scale because we didn't have social media, so we didn't see it as much. But again, there has to be a way for the children to keep going. I feel like the adults, because we're stuck, we're stuck arguing all the time and politics and bullshit and the kids see this. Because there's no clear, concise, like, okay, this needs to change. Okay, great. Like, we see how things change easily and quickly. And when we look at something farther along, like climate change, you know, we could try to turn that around, but we can't get on one accord to fix anything locally, nationally, internationally, globally. So I see how the world can't cave in on people. I just want them to find a better way, figure out a way to contribute that you feel like can help in the long run. That's why there are those people on the streets working for Greenpeace, which is something that I could never do. They found a way. So if they can find a way, I feel like to get money, people that have found ways, you can find a way too. So get your ass out of bed. Not because you're a fucking lazy ass, but because it's not going to get any easier. It's not going to get any better. If you just want to be homeless, <laughs> you know, that's the, that's what you choose. But like, it's just not going to get any better for me. I, I hated the world. And I said, I still have to go out and participate very much like Fran. Yeah. I was, uh, it was Groundhog Day just and I got enough. used to Groundhog Day. <laughs> right. I mean, listen, we mm-hmm. we were going to work. People, we already knew when we got to work, people were going to be unreasonable, even though we're just dealing with motherfucking food. Commuting, so all of those people. Getting on the train. You already guess feel like did. shit. Figured Man, it out and still built this podcast at the same goddamn time. At the same goddamn time. So I'm True. so it, miss me with it. I'm so sorry. You look, Dustin, miss you saw that room I was staying in. I get your perspective, Dustin. <laughs> when you think about some of the, of the shit day, that you we gotta, went you through. You got to do something, yeah. 
life that on your ass. Losing family. So much stuff. Like, come on. And I just, I'm sorry, but I, I respect everybody except people yeah. that elect to bed right. If you are choosing that, because uh, you know, if you feel like that and you're choosing the fucking bed right, fuck off. I'm sorry. But Let, you let's know bump it down a, from trend to temporary phase. But you that know what's another respect. issue too? I think the design of neighborhoods, like third spaces. Have y'all heard of mm-hmm. third spaces? Mm-mm. So third spaces is a term of a, of places and areas that offer stress relief from the everyday demands of both home and work. Remember when we were younger, you could go to a mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could go to clubs like the YMCA, Boys and Girls mm-hmm. Club, um, all kinds of like recreate, recreational activities those don't really exist anymore for the kids. It's like all they tend to have is school and work. And then on top of that, teachers be giving fucking three hours of homework. So you're in school all day. Then you got to go home. You don't even have time to really chill with your siblings. You don't have time to really chill with your family to go hang out with your friends because you got fucking homework for three hours. I remember those days. And, Mm. you know, there's a lot of just... The by design, the education in our neighborhoods, I feel like that's also contributing to this shit because there's no way you can. I can agree to that. Where can kids hang out right now? Especially when you don't get married, think about it. Best with your family, you know what I'm saying. You you know mm -hmm. what I notice? A lot of kids at the gym. Have y'all seen Mm -hmm. that? There will be kids at the gym I go to just sitting on their phones on the corner with two or three friends. And every time I see them, I'm like, that's crazy. These kids have nowhere to be. Like, they don't have another space that's, like, for teens. Remember even, like, the food area, food courts at the mall? Like, those things that we grew up where we could congregate. For us, it was, like, Soho. We'd stand in the corners Mm -hmm. in Soho and just walk around. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I think that's a lot of it, too. It's, like, the third space, that place that's separate from home and work doesn't really exist anymore and i think that that is something that mm. if the government really wanted to help this bed rotting issue we need more third spaces even things like magazines i remember getting lost in teen mag my teen yeah. mag subscription like that would take me out of whatever i was experiencing yeah. word up magazine like i remember things yeah. like like you got to think about it the teens aren't being nourished buy anything but their phone right now they don't have places to go they don't have things to see like i don't know i think it's challenging the thing about it is that leaves a lane wide open to create that kind of shit right and so maybe that's what maybe that's what the the thing or called third space that like their job is to to attack this problem I'm, mm. I'm the type of older nigga that is fine with change, right? I, 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 and I recognize as many things have changed in my lifetime, you know what I'm saying? I, I recognize that change is a constant. So sure. there needs to be some sort of effort made to create a space to provide that that incorporates all the technology and shit that they use today. Get them mm-hmm. together to do whatever they're doing on their phones together in some sort of community mm-hmm. center based space. Maybe it's a hybrid of a library and a community center or whatever the fuck. Right. But let's get that shit right. going. Cracking yeah. these seeds with these budgets. This is where government comes into play. This is where people taking the um, t- 
taking the responsibility to run for public office comes yes. into play. Lawmakers, legislators, city council people, city mm-hmm. council people. This is where all of that is important. So if you see this need and you can identify a, a, a way to feed to fill it or whatever, create the change. The yep, you know, especially you motherfuckers that's got kids. <laughs> like you, you see what your children need. Create the space. Get in your neighborhood and organize and mobilize in that way. You got to right. do it so that your kids it's can true. interact and engage as well. It's why I don't fuck with homeschool. <laughs> but that's my conversation from well, my own thing. I ain't got no kids, but that's the same. Big, yeah. I get it. I get it. Well, I see the you need know, for that. Even the you stoop. Know? Remember the stoop? That was my third space. Something. The stoop. Something. Yeah, but now I get it. A lot of these neighborhoods are so crime ridden. You can't even have your kids sitting on a stoop. You know, getting kids getting abducted. Like, it's just, I don't know. I think that's. To me, yes, we can rag on the bed rotters, but there also mm-hmm. need to be societal community-based solutions mm-hmm. that provide an outlet for their emotions. Because mm-hmm. clearly they don't know what to do with them, so they're just bed rotting in the meantime. Stop being lazy, adults, and f- let's figure it out. That's what yeah, I'm at with. I agree. Stop being fucking like, get your ass out the bed. Okay. And you know what I'm saying? And let's figure out a solution for this that can be implemented and and mm-hmm. mimicked, and you know what I'm saying, in city after city and, and community after community around America and some parts of Canada. <laughs> that would actually be a really <laughs> amazing nonprofit organization. Called my Third second Spaces. act is going to be a motherfucker. I'm telling you right now. Right? Once I start my church, and then we get into our community based <laughs> organizing efforts like right? that. That's exactly this is important. the type of shit I'm gonna do. No, this is really, really, really important. I think we touched on something really valuable. But thank you guys for Mm -hmm. sharing your honest thoughts on this. It always, to me, makes the conversation. (laughs) And And, and Nisha can do the insurance for it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it for this week's Hot Button segment. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Scramble through our world-class golf courses or shop your way through the square. Be one with nature as you hike or bike through our parks and trails or hunker down at one of our breweries. And when it's time to eat, be sure to bite into our eclectic food scene. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden and Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. Making your cat happy is a number one priority. Priority number two is keeping a clean litter box. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter helps you do both. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter traps waste at the surface with less crumbles and absorbs more waste and odor compared to Fresh Step Multicat. Find Fresh Step Outstretch Litter at a store near you today. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. So let's bring in the wind chimes. 
This week on the wellness segment, we have a very special guest. Last mm-hmm. week during very casual conversation during Shoot the Shit, we brought up dental appointments, dental insurance, medical insurance, most importantly, the anxiety that comes along with trying to figure out which one to pick. Where do you even start? Where do you where do you even get good insurance? What is good insurance? Yeah, and then there's so many to choose from. Then there's things like HMO, PPO. And I mentioned this thread that I came across on Twitter where a girl was breaking down a couple of details because she's like a healthcare professional. And she was Mm -hmm. just saying, basically, she said, Y'all just don't know what you're choosing. (laughs) And you're Mm -hmm. playing yourselves. You could be getting um better rates or, you know, your deductibles, all these things. So I was like, you know what? She gave me the idea that we need to have a professional go on the show to help us break that down. Because if we could be saving money, especially in this day and age, we need all the guidance that we can take. So Mm -hmm. luckily we had a few professionals reach out and I was able to connect with Nisha, who we have on the show today. What up, Nisha? (laughs) Nisha, so Nisha, tell us us who you are, what you do, and how you even came to be an expert with medical insurance in the first place. Sure. I'm Nisha. I am, I guess the best way to say is I'm a subject matter expert on dental, medical, pharmacy, Medicare Part D, and utilization management and health insurance. Okay. It's rare that someone knows more than one part. Most people know one. Mm-hmm. Right. So to know dental medical pharmacy is rare. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, well, give it I, up. <laughs> right, give it up for that. It's Black History Month. What you talking about? <laughs> you just kind of like yeah, it's rare, you know. She, I know she know. Room, so it's like okay, that Totos. was really cute. And that's honestly what made me want to reach out to you specifically as well, because we had a couple of people say, hey, I can help with dental a couple, you know, like, but I was like, we need the whole shebang, honestly, like we need someone that can help. And so you are perfect for that mission. So where do we start in this conversation? I guess I want to start at the bare bones, right? Like someone is looking to get health insurance, medical, dental, all of it. What's the first step? Where do we go? And and what's the time frame? When when we're talking about electing coverage, Mm -hmm. um, and that's what the the jargon, the industry jargon. We gotta vote for somebody. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. (laughs) When it comes down to electing coverage, the first thing I tell people is who are you and what do you want? Mm -hmm. Mm. So, People mostly choose plans based on the premium pricing. And that's the amount that you have to pay per month. Mm-hmm. And yes. it makes sense because that's the money that's taken once a month on schedule. If you have it through your employer or what's known as group insurance, that's taken out of your paycheck. Right. So people usually say, I want to pay the least. But when you have a low premium, your deductible is higher. Mm hmm. So that's why I say, well, who are you and what do you want? So um, I, I, the company I work for, I'm actually uh, in uh, corporate leadership, but I, we just had our open enrollment. And so my whole thing when electing coverage came down to, okay, so I have my once a year annual visits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't go to the doctor too often, but I travel, travel intercontinentally a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So because I'm always traveling, I can't have an HMO because your HMO networks are local to where you are. If you go outside of that network, you have no coverage. I need a PPO. Can you explain okay. the difference? Yeah, difference. Like, I was just going to say, what, you know, we, we hear these two terms all the time. Well, what are we they? We hear, because you, you started us off with, um, I forgot what the first one was, but now that we're here Deductible, at HMO and PPO, the first one, you know. Speak to us in English, because we Yeah, Yes. We see them all the time. I'm just like, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh. I'll pay this. What do I get? Uh-huh. What does that mean? This is a good question because it comes into who are you and what do you want? Right. And HMO has a very local network. So it's usually local to where you live. Okay. Um, you need a primary care physician as a gatekeeper. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say you um, notice that it's allergy season and you're sneezing. You want to go to an allergist. If you have an HMO, you have to go to your primary care physician. And be referred. To get yeah, to get a referral to go to a specialist. So okay. if you want to stay in your local network, but and have that gatekeeper in a primary care physician, an HMO is for you. Okay. People tend to go for HMOs when they don't travel a lot, when it's just them, when they want lower premiums. Okay. Or when they are kind of choosing between a really high premium plan and a low premium plan, people go to, to an HMO. And what is the acronym that, HMO? I didn't mean to interrupt you, but what does that acronym stand for, HMO? I actually don't know what HMO and PPO stand for. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And there's That's like a bunch of them. Yeah. Those are the big ones. There's Me like the PPO, shit you see I ass. You know? shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we when when we hear HMO, we think gatekeeper. Okay. 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 Your, your and local care physician, they have to give you permission to go other places. You need that referral. Okay. The PPL is usually nationwide coverage, and you go to whoever you want. Oh. You don't need a primary care physician for permission. So if hmm. I'm in, so if so, I'm traveling in New York and I mm-hmm. happen to get sick or something, I can go see someone, and I'm not going to within pay. that network. Okay, because yes. my network is more vast, basically. Okay. Yes. It's usually nationwide coverage with a PPL. You don't need that gatekeeper of a PCP, a primary care physician. I'm going to try not to use too many initials. Too many times. <laughs> okay. um, but you don't need that, that gatekeeper as a, on a PPL. Like mm-hmm. You just go to a specialist as long as they're a network. Okay. Um, so that's the biggest thing. People tend to, like I said, gravitate toward HMOs. Why is because that? Is it because they're cheaper? The are lower. Okay. It's a cheaper plan. So mm-hmm. when you but say premium, say, you're referring to the amount you're paying in a plan. Yes. Okay. So that's actually a really good segue. Your premium is the amount that you pay once a month. Mm-hmm. Either it comes out of your paycheck if you have group insurance or you pay it if you have individual ser- services. You usually pay it automatically mm-hmm. or you go through the marketplace and you make a payment. Your premium is the amount you pay for the plan. That's it. Just flat. So if okay. you have if you have your, your group insurance through your employer and you're paying a premium, that money does not even leave your employer. You're just paying your employer to use their plan. Mm. So when people say, I pay so much in premiums, your insurance company has no idea how much that is. Interesting. Because it has nothing to do with coverage. It, that's how much you're paying your job to use their plan. Or how much wow. they're paying the company to use their plan. So that's one thing. Um, so because it's a guaranteed amount to come out of your check, people go for the 
lowest amount and they go to an HMO because it's usually the cheapest plan. Mm -hmm. But again, who are you and what do you want? I, the likelihood that I am in California and I need to go see a doctor, I need to go and an emergency happens. I can't afford to be out of network paying thousands to providers in a state where I'm not from because I'm out of my network. I need a PPL plan. Got you. You understand? Got you. Now, how do you know if you selected an HMO or PPO plan? It is very clear Mm -hmm. when you're electing coverage, it'll say HMO. Okay. Because you just have to choose one or the other, basically. Right. Okay. Right. And when you said deductible, can you explain to us exactly? Because I think that's another point of confusion for most people. Yes, absolutely. Your deductible is the amount that you must be billed before your plan contributes. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the question I probably, I answered this question um, when I first started, I answered about twice a day. Everybody wanted to know. Mm -hmm. So when you have a deductible, that's the amount you have to be billed. And what I mean by that is, let's say your deductible was $500. You go to see a provider. The provider is saying, this visit is $100. They send a claim or a bill to your insurance company. Your insurance company looks at your deductible and says that they have $500 on their deductible. So they're responsible for that full amount of that bill from that doctor. And when the doctor sees that, oh, we are to bill the member, you, you're the member of the patient, they take that bill amount and apply it. Your insurance company applies it to the deductible. So that $100 visit to that doctor's office goes towards your deductible. It is based on what you are billed, not what you pay. Mm. That's a huge misconception. You have to be billed that amount. Okay. I hope that makes sense. So I can go let me try to understand. So when you said your deductible is 500, are you basically telling mm-hmm. me I have $500 that my insurance is going to cover and everything past that 500 is going to come from me? Mm-mm. No. That $500 is the amount you have to be billed before the plan contributes at all. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Got you. So I'll, I'll do another example. You go to the emergency room, you have a $500 deductible. That $500 deductible is just sitting empty. It hasn't been fulfilled. You go to the emergency room and you the bill is 500 bucks. The provider sends that bill to the insurance company and the insurance company says that $500 is on you because your deductible hasn't been fulfilled. And then your insurance company, they then apply that $500. But now that you have been billed, your deductible is fulfilled. Whether or not you pay the bill, your insurance company doesn't know. You're not paying them. Mm. You have to build that $500. Now, once that deductible is fulfilled, your plan will contribute. And that's where we get into co-insurance. Okay, so right before we go to coinsurance, <laughs> because I think that I'm with you and I just want to be sure that I'm yeah. all the way there, right? So um, that monthly payment, uh-huh. so let's say you don't have an employer because, you know, for me, self-employed, yeah. I had to go through the marketplace to select uh-huh. a plan and I just have my uh, my monthly that I'm paying. Like I, for a while, I was like, you know, I don't go to the doctor often myself either. So I'm like, you know, I've been healthy, but yeah. I was like, you know, I got a little money in my pocket. Let's get some things going. Let's fix some things. I'm getting, I have insurance now. I've been billed. Uh, this is my second bill now. Uh-huh. Uh, let's say this bill is $200, uh-huh. but let's say I have a thousand dollar deductible. Even though I'm paying this $200 a month, 
that's not going towards my deductible? No. That premium. So only only the services uh, rendered uh, with yes. the insurance in network as well. It, so if I do it out of network, that won't even go towards my deductible as well, right? Mm. Yes or is that a whole no. other? Okay, I just want to know that. You, if you have in and out work, in and out of network benefits, you have an in network deductible and an out of network deductible. Oh, damn, you're right. Excuse me. I do remember <laughs> there were two. Okay. All right. So, yes. okay. For clarity, Nisha, right? When it comes to deductible, in general, basically, if your deductible is, say, $500, like you suggested, as long as the mm-hmm. bill of services is, is under, under the that. amount of $500, it's on you. Anything yes. over $500, you pay They'll your $500 care. and they take care of the remainder. Correct. Right. That's how it works. Correct. Okay. So how is the deductible decided? Like, can you decide how much a deductible is? Is it an option where you're like... There's 500, there's 1,000. Like, where does that number come from when you're deciding the insurance? That's the part of how the plan is built. So okay. if you have group insurance, meaning through your employer, your employer decides what the deductible would be. How the much employer do they want decides. their employees to build? They, mm. Yeah, they build the plan. It's theirs. Tricky. How much <laughs> do they want their employers employees to pay out of pocket before the plan contributes? Mm-hmm. So what about um, if you're if freelance? You're like us, um, then the plan itself through the insurance company, they decide the different tiers of the deductible. Mm-hmm. Got it. The thing with medical insurance is deductibles are generally always high. Uh, dental, your deductibles are lower. So most people focus on deductibles in medical because they can get very high. How mm-hmm. high, Nisha? The highest deductible I've ever seen in medical insurance $5,000. The employer said they need to be billed $5,000 before the uh, plan will contribute. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but at the top of the conversation, remember I said, if you have a low premium, the amount you pay every month, your deductible is higher. Mm. Yep. Typically, your deductible is higher. The more you pay in premiums, the lower your deductible is. Got it. Also, I looked up those um, two different des- designations and HMO represents a health maintenance organization and PPO uh-huh. is a preferred provi- preferred provider organization. So, okay. That's the so then, yeah, that makes sense because, you know, the ex- idea of the home maintenance, it's a local network. Local. You mm-hmm. have one provider, that's the gatekeeper, right. mm-hmm. but preferred, it means that like, you do what you want. Your, your, yeah, you just go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go to a, a whoever, a specialist, whoever. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. As long as they're a network. Yeah. That's extremely helpful. I feel like just in you explaining these <laughs> things, it just yeah. I already yeah, I already feel more comfortable. I'm trying to see what I looked up to see like what are common questions um that people mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. I know actually for me, the the struggle I've had when looking at the marketplace is just knowing like what is a good health insurance because there's so many right. to choose from. And I know when I was younger, my mom always loved like Blue Cross, Blue, Blue Cross, Shield. Blue Shield. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she's a teacher and she always felt like that yeah. was like the, you know, standard of health insurance. Blue so Cross my brain, good insurance. Okay. That was like reliable, but. Um, But I wonder, like, how do you know what's a good insurance when there's so many different companies to choose from? And now there's like newer, like millennial companies with cool ads Mm -hmm. on the train. And you're like, Like the telehealth one. Yeah, that you can like pop in and have cute little front shops. (laughs) How do you know? That's a really good question. So um, 
whenever you're picking your plan, you usually do it once a year. That's what open enrollment is. Mm -hmm. That's when you elect coverage. Think about who you are for that year. So for instance, a really good friend of mine, um, her open enrollment came and she was pregnant. And so she was like, yeah, well, I'm going to deliver in the new year and the new plan will start. And I said, you need to look at their their um, maternity benefits. Yeah, to have a baby shit. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With everybody else, if you don't have that kind of outset, the thing that I say, how to pick a how to pick good insurance. How often do you go to the doctor? And if you're covering your spouse and your kids, how often do you go to the doctor? Hmm. Would you say you guys go once a month, once a week? Do you have an ongoing diagnosis that has to be treated? Mm -hmm. If you do, if you go often, you should be looking for the lowest deductible you can pay for and a copay plan. Mm -hmm. Meaning that when you go to the doctor, you're paying a flat fee every time. Mm -hmm. Your your insurance company buys the rest. The other thing about a low deductible is if you do have an instance like usually office visits go to a copay and sometimes urgent care visits and emergency room visits, but surgeries that goes to your deductible. So when my friend's having a baby, I said, you know, when you go to see an OB, they're going to want you to actually give them your deductible in cash. That's just how they do their oh, billing. Wow. You want a low deductible. Right. So you need to pay more in premiums. And she said, well, I can't afford that once a month, that premium. I mean, I can, but I don't want to. And I said, okay, yeah. well, the, the the lowest premium has a deductible is $1,500. Can you give her $1,500 cash? Then you're going to have to give over, give up the low premium. Damn, no Vaseline. <laughs> So essentially, yeah. they're it getting the money. You just have to decide if it's on the front How? end, mm -hmm. right? Monthly yeah. payment or on the back end through the deductible. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're getting yes. it regardless. <laughs> asking for the deductible up front and cash, that's a, that's a maternity thing. But let's say you know you're going to have a surgery this year. You need to think about, well, how much can I afford to pay out of pocket? Because I have to be billed my deductible amount before my plan contributes. Right. So the lowest deductible I can get is $500. I'm having a series of surgeries. Okay, well then, you know you'll have to pay that $500. That's the amount that you'll have to be billed. But then we start to get into other factors. So there's coinsurance. That's the amount that your plan contributes after your deductible is fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys ever see on your um, cards, it'll say 9010 mm -hmm. on your ID cards as a member. It'll say 9010 or, or 8020. Or sometimes when you're electing coverage, that was you might a see dating rule. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, That's oftentimes, what I thought it was on there for. On your, ID, on your ID card, it'll say 9010. Or if you're electing coverage, it'll say coinsurance 8020. Mm -hmm. Okay. Coinsurance is the amount your plan contributes, and they usually take the bigger chunk. Mm -hmm. So you fulfilled your deductible. The plan is going to contribute. If your coinsurance is 90-10, they're going to pay 90% of the bill. The remaining 10% is your responsibility. That sounds like bullshit to me. Because if it's insurance, <laughs> your job is to insure my experience, right? Why in the hell do I have to pay on the bill when I pay the damn deductible oh, for you month. to kick oh, in? Every month. You know what I'm saying? Question. Like, that's not fair. So that means they're only paying. So once you you pay the deductible and they kick uh -huh. in, they're only paying 90% uh -huh. of what's left, essentially. 
Yeah. They're paying 90% of the entire bill. So let's let's say in one bill you you fulfill your deductible and then there's a remaining amount, they'll pay 90% of that remaining right. amount on that one bill. And what's left? But all the other subsequent bills, they're going to pay 90%. The remaining 10% is your responsibility. But as far as like, well, scam. I have insurance, <laughs> why aren't they insuring it? Mm-hmm. The thing that I tell people all the time, insurance keeps costs down. Mm-hmm. So you will always pay less going through your insurance and network as opposed to paying the provider the billed amount. Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose of staying in network. Mm-hmm. When a provider is in network, they're going to the insurance company and saying, can you send me your members? The insurance company is saying yes, but you need to charge our members less than you charge everyone else. Uh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. okay. Good to know. So, it's, it's so cheaper there's a benefit to, to it, right? Than paying out of yeah. pocket. Okay, I think that I didn't know. Those providers negotiate the rates with the insurance company, and then they sign a contract saying, "I know that I charge everybody else this amount. We're going to pay. We're going to charge your members a smaller amount. The difference between what I charge everybody else and what I charge your members, I'll just write it off. Got it. That's it. That's why I take. I I will always say. It very rarely pays to go out of network. Mm-hmm. Staying in network with insurance keeps costs down. And there's a contractual obligation when you have an in-network provider to provide you the lower rates, to ensure great care, and to do a healthy amount of research on your behalf you don't have that with a not a network provider. They mm. don't even have to submit a claim if they're out of network. Mm-hmm. You do it. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's insurance the difference. keeps costs down. Okay. Yeah. My next question is, I guess it's my last question too. It's more about like, um, from the perspective of like insurance fraud, like which p- provider do you think is the best one to scam for the people who are interested in doing insurance Dustin, fraud? no. <laughs> <laughs> don't it, Nisha, don't answer that. <laughs> no, but I, I did. Insurance fraud is when you defraud the insurance Christ. company. Uh-huh. Right, that's exactly what he's asking. Yeah. No, I have oh, a question. Gee. Can you, so when you mentioned the coinsurance, that's that's basically mm-hmm. what you were saying. That's the 90-10 or the 80-20. Yeah. So I'm assuming you're paying for that difference, right? So if it's 90-10, I'm assuming the the premium will be higher. Yes. So higher premiums gives you better coverage for the most part. You'll have a lower deductible. The co-insurance, they'll pay more. They'll pay 90% versus 80%. That's typically how that goes when you're choosing a plan. Okay. Um, or you may not even have to deal with co-insurance for the most part. You might have co-pays for most of your benefits. Can you explain so what that, co-pays are? Because I'm, absolutely. yeah. So a co-pay is a flat fee that you pay when you visit the doctor. So it might say primary care physician, $10, mm-hmm. specialist, $20. Mm-hmm. That Ooh, that's some good insurance. <laughs> <laughs> it's a low copay for real. Okay, yeah. Ooh, okay. I know some people yeah. that are seventy-five. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. When we get into like the like seventy-five hundred, that that's when you go to an emergency room. But I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um. So when you have that ten dollar copay for a primary care physician or a twenty dollar copay for a specialist, that's all you're responsible for. Mm-hmm. So if you go to that doctor's office visit and they say, okay, well, we're in network. So even though we typically charge $1,000, we're going to charge you $300 because you are a member of this insurance and we are in network. 
So the bill is $300. Okay, so then you have a $10 copay or that $20 copay, your insurance pays the rest. What? You have no other responsibility. Okay. Just the copay. That works for me. That, that what is, is that insurance? <laughs> but but if I'm yeah. paying a ten dollar copay, that's a flat fee. I'm assuming those are like the high premium insurance. Typically, yeah, yeah. What could See, you? I what could like you I be got looking, a high premium insurance? What could you be looking at? That that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. What on average would you say a premium for an insurance like that would cost every month? Oh, premiums vary. My husband had insurance through his job. Uh, and his insurance was through the insurance company I worked for. Okay. Mm. And his premiums were lower and his plan was better. Wow. And I worked there. It, wow. it varies. It varies. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And it varies, it, you said, it, based on your employer and how they set it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because your premiums are the amount that they Decide. are billing you to use their plan. Mm. Um. But when you're electing coverage, you usually get to a point where you get a grid where it'll say... This is the plan. It's a HMO. This is the premium. And then it'll show you how you pay for a doctor's visit, emergency room X-rays and all that. Yes. When you are looking at those grids, what you want to look for if you want a copay plan is copay. If it says um, 10% after deductible, that's how you know that's not a copay. It's going to coinsurance. Mm -hmm. When you're looking Uh, at that grid. So those are the two different ones. Copay versus coinsurance. Yes. Got you. That's I how don't want know. no damn coinsurance. <laughs> Can you tell well, us the, co- the me, pros you know and cons? Who I am and what I need. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can you tell us the pros and cons of, of copay versus coinsurance? Like, what's the pro and con of copay? And what's the pro and con of coinsurance? Well, so one thing I will say is all pl- not all plans are created equal. So it's imp- entirely possible that you'll go to your employer or you'll go to the marketplace and they don't offer plans that have copays. Mm-hmm, oh, right. Mm-hmm. Most that likely. can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, the thing about the marketplace is you can shop around a little more. When you're with your employer, it's take it or leave it. Right. You don't yeah. do anything else. Right, right. Um, so I would say the the biggest pro about when it comes to a copay is it's that's it it is ten dollars it is twenty dollars it's whatever it is and even if the provider is saying well the the visit costs this much that's not on you you got ten dollars on that visit the rest goes to your insurance company that's worth the higher premium in my i i think so too yeah it simplifies everything right you don't have to worry about percentages breakdowns And the, the con about a copay, this is a new term. This one's important. Okay. Sometimes copays do not contribute to your maximum out of pocket. Oh, what hell does that no. mean? <laughs> Here's a maximum out of pocket. This is the big one. When I tell people, who are you and what do you want? Mm-hmm. This is the big one. Your maximum amount of pocket is the, um, is the maximum amount you are billed before your plan pays at 100%. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have a $500 deductible, the deductible's met, and then you have that 90-20 coinsurance, 90-10, excuse me, coinsurance, where you're paying 10%, they're paying 90. Your maximum out-of-pocket will say, yeah, but you're paying 90-10 up to 1200 Oh, those scammers. <laughs> and after you meet that $1,200, you don't pay anything else. We pay all of it. Mm. That's your maximum out-of-pocket. The maximum amount you need to 
pay before your plan contributes at 100 percent. I mean, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, make, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And it does limit the amount that you might get hit as because that 10 percent yes. can be sm- a small number or it can get or rather large massive. depending on how yes. what you have to do. So right. that does make it a little more comforting, I guess. You know what I'm saying? You know, it can mm-hmm. only go so far. And that five hundred dollar deductible contributes to your maximum out of pocket. Oh, okay. I thought they were two separate entities. Okay, so really, you talking no. about seven hundred? Oh. <laughs> okay. So then, when my friend, that same friend that she knew she was going to have a baby, and I was like, "Well, your max out of pocket on this plan with the high premiums a thousand dollars. Do you know what that means?" And she said, "No." I said, "It's going to cost you a thousand dollars to have a baby." Mm-hmm. The rest is the plan, as opposed mm-hmm. to thirty plus thousand dollars. Exactly. Because that's the maximum amount you have to be billed before your plan contributes at a 100%. Your max out of pocket is the the, uh, number you should also look for. Okay. Because the lower it is, the less you would be billed, the more your plan contributes. There are some plans. My husband had one. This is why we went with his insurance. His plan said $500 deductible, $500 maximum out of pocket. $500. Once we fulfilled our deductible, the plan pays at 100%. I love that. Now that's a plan I can get behind. (laughs) (laughs) I like that, Nisha. I like that, Nisha. So yeah, that's how that works. I have one last Um, question. I know I got a lot of preguntas today, but you know. No, please. I love it. Okay. Regarding like pre-existing conditions and dental health insurance, dental insurance, Mm -hmm. right? How does that work? Because like I went to the dentist and I paid a really large bill to have some work done. And Mm -hmm. at the time I didn't have, you know what I mean? Any dental insurance. And I was like, damn, like, could I have gone after I paid? You know, you always be feeling dumb, you know, post payment, whatever. I was like, could I have like tried to get dental insurance? And then but would they have even covered it if they if I needed the work? How does all that work? Is there a great amount of time? Like that you have to wait before you get a big ticket service done if you are a new um, insurance subscriber. How does all that work? What's going on? What's up with that? Because <laughs> dental really ain't even included question. in all health plans, right? Right. It's Sorry? Because I said dental isn't even included in all health plans. Yes, it's completely right? separate. Mm-hmm. And they do not work together. Tragic. That's so very, crazy. Very, 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 really will they work Teeth together. that are on your body, but it's separate. That's tragic. <laughs> now... Everything I mentioned in in um, health insurance, uh, some of it is true in dental, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you the difference. The biggest thing with dental, the premiums are low. I pay seven bucks a month for dental. Mm-hmm. What? So you're going to pay. A, yeah. You got a beautiful smile. Okay. Thank you. I've had work done. <laughs> um, your deductible in dental, 20 bucks, mm-hmm. 25 bucks. But. The thing with dental is they do have waiting periods sometime. And your waiting period means the amount of time between when you start the plan and that date that they end your waiting period before you can get anything above class one benefits. Class one benefits is your cleanings, your visits, your consultations, x-rays. And then you have class two benefits. That's when you get into more like your fillings and um, root canals, scaling, root planing. Mm. I'm sorry. No, like root canals or root canals are class three, sometimes four. Ooh. Class mm-hmm. three is when you get into oral surgery. Class four is endodontic. So um, implants, dentures. Mm. And then class five is ortho, orthodontia, braces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. So 
sometimes you'll get a plan and they'll say, well, you have a three month waiting period, okay. meaning you can only use your class one benefits for that three months. That first three months. three months. Okay. You can use the rest. So you get some. Now, typically yeah. like they later unlock. Is that three is a three month? I know we were just using that as a hypothetical amount of time, but is that typically uh-huh. what that waiting period is like or, or what does it usually yeah. vary from? Yeah, it's usually about a month to three months. Okay. Um, and they're, I won't say they're rare. I don't see them as much anymore, mm-hmm. waiting periods. Mm-hmm. The other thing with dental is you have uh, a, what's called an annual maximum. Mm-hmm. And that's the maximum amount of money you can use in your plan. Mm-hmm. So you can get dental insurance and it's like a $1,500 annual maximum. What does that mean? Um, you can only use $1,500. You can only be billed $1,500 and then the plan is done until the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so when looking for dental plans, you need a, you want a high annual maximum. Yeah. Cause my I annual maximum. go ahead. I'm sorry. My annual maximum is $300, 000, $3,000 mm-hmm. a year. That's a lot of money in dental. Mm-hmm. Um, so not in New York. That's the thing. I spent yeah. a little bit over that. I had to have a root canal. And That's like what I was saying. The crown else. alone and the root canal is uh-huh. like thirty five hundred dollars. Real, it was like thirty seven hundred yeah. bucks, and I yep. walked out of there mad as a motherfucker. So I, I did. <laughs> That's what I say about dental. <laughs> this is so important in dental. It never pays to go out of network. Do not go to an out of network dentist. Mm-hmm. It will cost you a fortune. Mm-hmm. Stay in network. I don't care if the dentist say, well, we'll match what you're in short. Don't. Stay in network with dental. Okay. Take that to the bank. I so cheapest the is probably vision then, huh? Yeah. Well, like on as far as surface or like class one maybe, right? Because I well, sure vision insurance, the premiums are, are cheaper and the, the the benefits are very like basic. I don't, I've never done dental insurance full time, but I, I'm not dental, excuse me, vision insurance full time, but I do have experience with it is usually like oh you get one exam and one once a year and then you get a pair of frames every two years um or contacts well you can re-up on that prescription every two years it's usually really really basic with vision um the now other could thing you get that, through the, could you get that through your your pc your ppo your primary care physician oh that's that too that that is that's that is apply mm-hmm. yeah well i mean you're saying can you get coverage or can you get like seen for vision through your primary care yeah physician? like could i go to my pcp and like, oh you know my eyes ain't working can we just do the exam here they're gonna send me straight to the ophthalmologist i do internal medicine you yeah need to go see you have my to referral. go through referral so if I get it through that referral, though, like, could I get optometry through that referral? They're going to be, oh, you know, you don't have vision as part of your insurance mm. and you got to pay for this visit. Like, No, you would have to. So when it comes to dental medical vision, um, you can't get one covered under another. Mm-hmm. They're all separate insurance. That's just the way it works. I don't like That's that. So, yeah. We need insurance reform. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just need, like, a, like every time there's an open enrollment period, I'm always thinking it's like, oh, well, not all, well, for all time. I was always like, oh, it's just this one thing, this one time I got to worry about insurance for all of it. And it's like, no, you might as well just pay for some of these separate. And so I was like, oh, well, I can go ahead and get my eyes checked and some cleanings in here in between and focus on the rest later. So that's why for years I wasn't getting. So when I was yeah. finally getting to it, I was like, all right, we're going to get insurance. We're just going to get that one all inclusive and I'm going to the marketplace and, they, they and it's telling me don't exist. I have a <laughs> pediatric dental, but not adult. I'm like, I don't even have kids. So why would I <laughs> yeah. choose a plan with pediatrics? 
anything. Like you got short dental, teeth, but I can't even get my own teeth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they trying to say you got little chicklets. <laughs> no, the same plans cover motherfucker out. Some of the plans will cover children if I had a, a child. Yeah. yeah, and I was upset that it would give the child glasses, but it wouldn't even give me the adult glasses. So yeah. I'm like, this is so. I'm actually glad even... that you said open enrollment because that's the other. I guess that's the final piece. There's a time frame that you have mm-hmm. to be able to even choose a plan in the first place. Can you talk to mm-hmm. us about that time frame? Your open enrollment, um, and I do want to touch on the pre-existing condition because that's something that is used to scare monger. Mm. And I want to explain how that works. Okay. But right. Your open enrollment is typically two to three weeks a year. Damn. <laughs> yeah. And they'll say open enrollment's coming. Um, I'm actually I am in charge of the plans for the employees mm-hmm. for my company. Mm-hmm. So I I was in open enrollment, but I'm also like open in the enrollment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I have to do all the open enrollment stuff, and it, and the, you get those three weeks to elect coverage. And once those three weeks close, you can change your coverage. They usually say a life changing event, but that is up to the plan to decide mm-hmm. if there's a life changing event. Mm-hmm. So, so if they don't fuck with you like that, you can forget. Yeah, like, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. If you have group insurance and let's say um, you have you elected coverage through your employer, that's what group insurance means. And then open enrollment's over and then you realize like, oh, actually, this plan works better for me. You go to your HR and when you go to them and you say, I want to change my coverage, they'll ask for the life changing event. They decide whether or not it's a life changing event. When I was working for my insurance company and my husband's insurance was better, I I said to my HR, I want to just cancel my insurance and get on my husband's plan. And they said, why? And I said, his plan provides better for my family than our plan does. Mm-hmm. That was life changing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's good that, that know, they honored that. I thought they were going to be like, not good enough. <laughs> right. I, I tell people to, to be honest. So like if there's ever a point where because pe- people will call during open enrollment and say, will you cover this? Will you cover this? Will you cover this? The thing about if you're calling your insurance company, you're calling member services. That's for members. You're a prospective member. A lot of the times they don't know because the plan has not come to the insurance company yet. It's at the employer still. Got it. So I've, I've told people like, well, if, if you want to choose this plan and we can't verify whether or not this one thing is covered, elect the coverage that you think works best. And, and if it doesn't work, go to your employer and say, I was unaware that this wasn't covered. And often that qualifies as a life changing event. Hell yeah. Hmm. I don't so, know. I <laughs> and what are what are the three weeks that you mentioned? When is that during the year? It it varies per plan. Mm-hmm. Um oh. if your plan, if your benefit period, meaning um the time that your benefits are in effect is a calendar year, meaning your new benefits start in January. By the way, if your benefits start in January, that means your deductibles reset in January, your maximum out-of-pocket reset in January. If that's the case, your open enrollment is usually October through November, Mm -hmm. somewhere around that time. Mm -hmm. If you have what's called a contract year, meaning your, your plans year starts in June, then your open enrollment is usually two to three months before. Mm -hmm that plan would go into effect in June. It's a lot of paperwork. 
<laughs> yeah. And but they they'll never they'll never throw open enrollment on you. You usually get a lot of stuff in the mail and your email. It's open enrollment, open enrollment. They'll just tell you. Because they want okay. you to but, enroll. Yeah. Yes. And that is specifically for um if you're if you are just electing coverage for the for the first time, or if you're a, you've been a member but you want to change your coverage, you do it through open enrollment. That's why they want to tell you it's it's here. They're never going to sneak open enrollment up on you. And once you find out what your open enrollment is for your plan, I have never seen it change. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if your plan open enrollment is the first three weeks of October, it's always the first, the first three, weeks, three October. weeks of October. Okay, unless they overhaul your insurance completely. That's the only time it usually changes. Okay. but So you just have to be aware of your plan when yeah. there's this. Okay. I thought it was just like a general open enrollment. Like it's not like, like a, a national market. Yeah. Or I thought it was like January. Like, this is the time. These are nope, three it's weeks. It's, it's I wish it was like that too, Fran. I don't know why like, I, I did. I like, thought it was like that this whole it would be time. Great. Yeah. It all varies like, it's like it's different companies. Right. right. Where everybody's yeah. like, oh, like shit. <laughs> yeah. And then the last piece you mentioned about the pre-existing conditions. Yes. So then we close okay. out with that. Oh, and I just want to mention one other big thing that I think would be very of helpful course. to everybody. Please. Um, but the pre-existing condition is considered kind of dead. We don't do that anymore. Oh. But here, okay. you, Archaic. You <laughs> That's what happened. Mm. So when it comes to a pre-existing condition, this is what it was. It was a diagnosis that was being actively treated. So let's say um, you got into a car accident and you're going through physical therapy. And while you're going through physical therapy, you went to another uh, insurance company and they may say, "Okay, well, you're in physical therapy for an accident. That type of diagnosis is a pre-existing condition. We're not going to pay any of those claims for the first three months that you're on the plan. That's what a pre-existing condition is. And you'll have that plan, but they're not paying for your physical therapy because it's a pre-existing condition for the first three months that you have that plan. Wow. Typically what people would do is that that's why COBRA benefits were so huge. Mm -hmm. COBRA benefits are when you leave a plan, but you like through your employer, Mm -hmm. especially you quit that job, but you still need that coverage. They'll pay straight to the insurance company those premiums that they were paying for their through their employer because the pre-existing condition won't pay for their active um, treatment Mm -hmm. for three months. So they'll pay the premiums so that the other insurance they left will continue to pay for those uh, claims. We don't do that anymore. Amen. It just doesn't happen. Now there it's, it's rare to see a plan with pre-existing conditions, but the thing I always stress with pre-existing condition is, if you are not actively being covered, I'm sorry, treated for that condition, it doesn't matter. And if you're not new to your plan, it doesn't matter. Mm. So if you have had your insurance and you're getting physical therapy and someone, and it's usually the government's like pre-existing conditions, we're going to add this to pre-existing conditions. If you're not changing your insurance, it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't affect you. And Pre-existing conditions, it's just rare to see that on a plan. After the Affordable Care Act came into effect, they did away with pre-existing conditions. Wow, not our government doing something right. <laughs> Obamacare. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Let our people say thanks, Obamacare. And I'm like, no, girl, they took care of the pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. And those COBRA premiums, COBRA premiums are very expensive. Mm-hmm. But that's where that scaremongering comes in when they say we're going to make this a pre-existing condition. Well, if you're not changing your plan, then you're fine. And if your plan has changed in any way since the Affordable Care Act was instituted, they can't even have in pre-existing positions on their plan anymore. So it's scaremongering That's and it's amazing. meant to harm people. Thank right. you. And fuck y'all that, that tried to put that on people <laughs> that need that help. That's horrible. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, wow, um, you smart girl. I want to say before uh, we close it up. Mm-hmm. Please. Number one, I'll come back anytime. Yeah. I'm a total nerd. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, well, the questions is endless now. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm still I'm here with a bunch. I'm you just are laughing because I told her I told her a quick 20 minutes and we are 40 plus minutes in. <laughs> I, I'm like, this I is such important it. information though. Like I know yes. people need to know this because we where can we get this type of info like with it being broken exactly. down like this we don't, a lot of us don't yes. have access to an hr person that we can just talk to and tap in with so mm. this right. is great and and i want to do it because i feel like um especially for our community so many people are afraid of going to the doctor anyway for good reasons yeah. considering our country's history right. for sure and everybody has in their head insurance companies are trying to scam you they're trying to steal from you i don't know I, what to. I, and so the more i can educate <laughs> the better people will feel going to the doctor. Mm. Yeah. Um, Friend. But like, <laughs> I literally called them scammers like three times in this episode. <laughs> yep. it's, I hear it all the time, but I usually explain something to someone and they're like, oh, you guys so are the scammer scam. ones. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the big thing that I like to tell everybody is stay in network because that provider has a contractual obligation to you. So, when you go to an in-network provider, you go and see the provider and you'll get an explanation of benefits from your insurance company. Mm-hmm. Keep that. Okay. Your your explanation of benefits is saying, this is how we, your insurance company, a company apply your benefits. So let's say you go to a provider and they are in-network and they say, we usually charge everybody else $500 but you are a member of this insurance company, we will charge you $100. Mm. That $400 is supposed to go away. You go to the provider, the provider sends the claim, we apply the benefits, you get your explanation of benefits, your insurance company is saying, this is how we applied your benefits. That visit is usually $500, it's $100 for you, and you fulfilled your maximum amount of pocket. You may owe your provider zero. Mm. When you see on an explanation of benefits, you may owe your provider whatever amount that is. If you are at an in-network provider, your provider cannot bill you more than the amount that is on your explanation of benefits. Mm. So if, if if they say you owe your provider nothing. Then you go and your provider's like, hey, girl, you owe us $400. No, I, I, You're like, I, not, I, not according to this. I got my this. paper. Not according <laughs> yes. to my EOB. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> no, and you'll say, well, where did that come from? Well, your insurance company only paid $100. Uh, 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 uh. I'm going to say that Nisha. That is your network rate. <laughs> Call Nisha. Nisha. <laughs> That's what you told me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
If at any point your in-network provider is billing you more than what your insurance company says that they should be billing you, slap that motherfucker. Unless you, <laughs> unless you have a outstanding balance at that provider, they can't bill you any more than what we're saying. And so you call your insurance company and you say they're billing me this amount, but you're saying wrong. I owe nothing. Right. When they're billing you that extra amount they're supposed to write off, that's called balance billing. Mm. An in-network provider is contractually obligated to not balance bill. Mm. The minute you say, as your insurance company, if you were to call and I'm like, um, you're balance billing, they go, what? Sorry about that. And they'll just take it away. Yeah, I bet. They're trying to see. I see, see it every day. <laughs> they're yeah. like, maybe she mm. don't know. Maybe she don't know. Most people don't know. They yeah. get a bill from a doctor. They pay it. Oh, Lord. But, and, and that's why I say keep your ELB. So you're Those aware. numbers need to match. That's that's yes. actually really great advice. And and when you have mm-hmm. a PPO, which is the the insurance where you can, you know, if you said if I need mm-hmm. to travel, even, the, even with the PPO, there's still in network, right? Like you still yes. have to pick a doctor if you're in a different state, but it still has to be within the network. Yes. Okay. Got you. Though in network, meaning they are contractually obligated to accept the assignment of benefits, meaning they're going to bill you what they've already negotiated with the insurance company. If if you are balanced billed by an out of network provider, there's nobody you can call to say to, to have you back. They can do that. Yeah. It's the wild west out there when you go out of network. <laughs> right. Well, this was amazing. I don't know if you have yes. any like mm-hmm. final things because I feel like you answered everything. I can I just ask you one last question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Just, just this is the last question, and hopefully, it's a simple. Use your head. <laughs> Does it mean anything when the plans have you know they're they're tiered at like bronze, silver? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. is there like a first glance meaning to that? Like, is it like okay, well, bronze plans have this, or silver plans have this, or does it still you just have to look and see if it's tailored to you? And because it's like, can you just weed certain things out from looking at that? You know, you have to Great look question. and see if it's tailored to you. The the names of those plans, those are the names the employer comes up with. Uh, or the group, we don't, your insurance company doesn't know the names of those plans, but with, when they're tiered like that, usually the highest tier is the highest premium, lower deductible, most affordable, like, or good coverage. The lowest tier is usually the lowest premium, higher deductible, higher co-insurance perhaps. So when you look at those tiers, if it's like an A, B, and C or a bronze, silver, gold, you know then that gold is probably the highest the premium, but the most coverage. Platinum is the highest premium. So basically yeah. it's just like, you know. this is the best insurance you're going to get if you click on Yes, gold. from that company. Right, yeah, right. or if you're an employer that your employer offers. That's but it's still going to be based on the standard of what you need. Yes. Okay, okay. Um, my only closing thought, um, and people hate when I say this, but it's so true. Your insurance cannot work for you if you are not involved. You must be curious. Mm. And the reason why is it's your plan, but more importantly, it is your body. Mm. You do not want insurance companies or your employer making those decisions for you. Mm. You need to Mm -mm. be involved. Pro-choice. So people say, I call all this money. (laughs) I pay all this money. You call my doctor. Well, I wasn't there at the appointment. Right. And they're telling a different story on the claim than you're telling right now. You must be involved with your health care. Be curious if you're going to get a, a, a um, procedure and you want to know if it's covered. Don't rely on what your doctor says. Mm-hmm. Go to your insurance company. Ask them the question. I got a procedure code from my provider. Is this covered? 
How do you pay for it? If you want to know for providers and network, providers will just say, yeah, I'm a network. And then not use out of network benefits. (laughs) They don't know sometimes whether they're in or not a network because they have so many plans from different insurance companies. Mm. Your insurance company has to know if a provider is in network. Ask your insurance company, are they in network? Go to the website, find a network providers, stay in network, but be curious and, proactive. and be involved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's great advice because a lot of Nisha, us don't have the brain for it. So we just write it off. <laughs> you've reaffirmed me. Right. I, you know, I did a lot of reading while I was, you know, selecting plans. I'm glad mm-hmm. I selected something with, you know, I didn't really understand what I was selecting. But when I'm looking at the ambulance <laughs> right. ride and the co-pays for doctor visits and okay. things, and I'm like, well, what what do I have to pay? Yeah. So that's low <laughs> just in case. OK. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I did the right thing. And you reaffirmed a lot of that. You cleared up some things. You've Truly. given me more questions, yeah, Nisha. which is still a great case in life. So I appreciate you. We appreciate Nisha, you. Nisha, thank, thank you. you so Absolutely. much. And please tell the listeners who will most likely have a thousand more questions okay. <laughs> where they can find you online. You can find me uh, on Twitter. Well, his mama called him Twitter. I call him oh, Twitter. Oh, we said Twitter. 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 Yeah, say it's that. Twitter. Who the yep. fuck gonna say it? I am. <laughs> what is that? Nobody knows. Right. Twitter. Um, at Banji Girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Spell it that's, for yeah, Nisha. I'm sorry? Spell it for him, Nisha. B-A-N-J-I-G-I-R-L, Banji Girl. Um, <laughs> I love answering questions and, and I love, love, love educating people. So I'll be very open. I'll come back anytime if you guys want. Absolutely. But keep in mind, if you have an insurance company, they probably have member services. They're actually losing mon- money on having those member services. Mm. But they're for you. Call them mm. and mm-hmm. ask them. Is Call them. And if it takes you an hour, it's an hour that can save you hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical debt. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And on and that note, thank you thank so you, Nisha. much, Nisha, thank for you so taking much. the time out. This was perfect. Better than Amazing. we could have imagined. And I'm so glad that we mm-hmm. were able to catch the momentum of having had this convo just last week. Thank you for having the time, the availability, Absolutely. and rocking with us Absolutely. today. We appreciate you, Nisha. Thank you so yes, much. Thank, thank you, Nisha. You. This is the Friend Zone. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Here, our waters are splashing and rejuvenating. Our history is for seeing and experiencing. Our theme parks are for riding and sometimes flying. And our great outdoors are yours for exploring and restoring. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. 
Sometimes your cat can be a mystery, like when they get so attached to certain cardboard boxes. <laughs> but when you use Fresh Step Cat Litter, there's no question that you're making your cat happy thanks to amazing odor control. Fresh Step Clumping Cat Litters prevent stinky crumbles and make scooping easy by locking in liquid and odor immediately. That means you can keep your house clean and your bond strong. There's no mystery here. Find Fresh Step Cat Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. All right, so now let's jump into Mr. Music Man. What you got for us this week? I'm just glad that while Nisha was here, I did not awkwardly start singing. Because every time she said Cobra, I want to be like, this pussy depressed. Anyway, <laughs> it's the Music Man segment. And it's going to be a quick one because I feel like there's already been such a long and fruitful episode. Mm-hmm. So we are literally just going to get into the listens lately. I want to know what songs you all have been listening to, what songs you've been playing. Because it's just that time of year where... There's too much rap beef going on. Some of the music I'm going to play, I'm going to have to explain a little bit about or talk a little bit about, I feel like, because I just don't, like, I played the Ice Spice song. Apparently, that was a Distillado. Apparently, Lotto put a song. It was a Dista Ice Spice. But then Lotto had to put out a statement saying that there wasn't supposed to be a Dista Ice Spice. All the girls are beefing, and it's just like, I can't keep up. It's not my business. My business is to talk about the music that I like and why I like it and why I feel like it stands the test of whatever its time is. Not the long time, not all the time, not every time, just time. <laughs> all right. With that all said, friend, what have you been listening to? So I'm still on my Dustin Conrad. Um, mm. He has a song with Baby Rose, who y'all know I'm such a mm-hmm. huge fan of. And the song is called Closer. And this is how it goes. there was a new series on is it a movie no i think it's a movie on netflix have y'all seen it called the kitchen and it has the dude from oh yeah the british folks yeah i don't know who's from top boy in there i don't know how to say his name i don't know if it's kano or kano and maybe it's kano i know he's like a 
famous rapper too. It's Kano sound more rapperish. Kano, yeah. Mm-hmm. His Kano. name is Kano, I believe. <laughs> or his real name is Kane Robinson. So he is the lead in it. And so I was watching it. Oh. It's interesting. It's definitely like it's like a futuristic kind of post-apocalyptic. I think they're in like the year 2044 or something. But this record came on. That's always my favorite when you're watching and you're like, Shazam! Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is this? So, right, is the soundtrack on that is really, really good because it's shit that I never heard. Mm. That's always exciting. But they had this um, African record called Odo Noam by Kofi Mm -hmm. and T. T. I don't know Mm -hmm. how to say it. I'm sorry. And Ofori Mponsa and Rakia. And when it came on, you know what it makes you make that face? You're like, who is this? So this is how it goes. She would be going crazy <laughs> on that shit. No, <laughs> when that came on, I was like, what is this? So I probably butchered the name, but don't worry, as always, the listens lately are written I love down that song. in the episode description. So those are my two for the week. All right, Dustin Ross, what you got for the people? What up? This is actually my little cousin, so don't say nothing that's fucked up. Oh, so I'm going to beat y'all I ass. Shout out, my little cousin put music out. Shout out to Don FBE. He put out his project. Okay. Welcome to Donnie Island. Look at his little, look at his artwork and shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hey. I love it. Don FBE. This song is called Nia Long. If you broke and ain't trying to do shit about it, you a fucking peon. My little nigga, he on who, but he scoring like a champ. free love now, son. Boy, you can't get no Me and my niggas in the stool looking like Popeyes, bitch, we fried. All that dick sucking shit, that's how niggas die. I shit talk with no effort, bitch, I don't even try. Bitch, I want the walkie or the more and you can keep the pot. Then in my own line, look at him now, they fucking like my side. Got a lot, but got a little niggas bags of chips. If that hoe ain't on your dick, boy, that is not your bitch. This little bitch a 10, but the pussy smell like fish. The fuck you sign up for if you was just gonna snitch? I'm telling you, that shit gonna come if you just don't quit. Heard from your hoe, she got the pass, you probably just got hit. I just put a pop so dark, bitches like Keontae I'm Smith. Match lines and poor eight. Where the fuck my nigga rich? I be with Jack Boyd, I told him chill, they still took the kick. Nigga, I can't stress on that shit, it's just what it is. Would've thought the hoe ain't adding days, how she eat the dick. My nigga Trav said he got a prime, just fit her need the trick. No goals, just hella pose, we ain't gonna get a learn. I got a pretty brown.
some skin shit like me. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. <laughs> Looking like Popeyes, bitch. We fried. We fried bars, nigga. You already bars. know how we coming. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Don FB. Family ties in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Support the real. You know, Go in. Um, you know, so much love. I love you, little cuz. Now, the oh, next song I'm gonna so play. Sweet. That's, the- that's literally my blood cousin. Like, so the next song that I'm gonna play. That is so sweet. I can't take it. <laughs> hey, yo, fuck with it's you. Rapping with friend. Because <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Yeah, Papa. Mm-hmm. got you. This bitch looking like Papa. This bitch, we fried. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Anyway, next song I want to play is by G Herbo. It's called Blues featuring Future. I'm a street nigga that got rich. I make curves off a brick. See a hoe and hit the curb. What's the word? My name's Word. We didn't crack, I used to serve. Not like rappers, cause they nerds. My bitch snapping, need a purse. Give a rack, she on my nerves. Get it back, I hit the stoop. Dead traffic with the crew. Keep my savage in the coop. Two ratchets with a tooth. I'm in sacks, it's been a sack. Got patting on my shoes. Ain't nothing happening in the rack. The caddy bulletproof. Draco hacking him like Shaq. We whacked him cause he lacked. Bad bitch all on my lap. Speak Latin and she act. Beating crashed it off the yak. Took traction off the track. Being broke, that shit was whack. I ain't never going back. Blue stacked on blues. Money went in my veins. Tiger face in the president. Could've bought eight paint. Busted down, got rocks on us. We in the whip this week. It's all ride music. All these songs I'm playing for y'all is ride music. The next song I'm about to play, the last song I'm about to play, whether it's called Whatever She Wants by my motherfucking homeboy, Bryson Tiller. He ain't my homeboy in real life, but I love his music. So here's the song. I'ma take a bougie to Rodeo and then let her pick up whatever she want. CC Gucci, Hippo, take her whatever she want. She pissed me off somehow, she still get whatever she want. Talking about a nuts, I'm finna nail it the home. Hit it in the shop, made her tell me what she want. Like I'm singing maze, I made her tell me what she want. <laughs> wow. She on a pie trip again. I know pie got me buying again. Friends ain't jacking me, you must be lying to your friends. They know I'm a beast, I wait the giants up again. <laughs> Shining once again, ran it up. I told her mama, shot in my DMs. Now I'm right back in. Like, shawty got that dress on, so the black. Yeah, that's my three for this week. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah, you over there jamming. Well, I am over here keeping it light, keeping it cute. First artist that I would like to shout out is this artist by the name of, I believe you say his name is Felix Ames. It's well, Felix, F-E-L-I-X, uh, A-M-E-S is the last name. Um, another person I was watching on YouTube and a couple of their videos played, uh, but this was their latest uh, track called Taxi Driver. I believe I talked about a song a while back called Stereo Driver. So it's funny that uh, these driver songs keep coming up. Anyway, um, this is Taxi Driver off of their latest album, Jenna, J-E-N-A. But uh, the music is really, really fucking dope. So again, uh, Taxi Driver. Yeah. It doesn't matter where I go. It doesn't matter what I do. Oh no, it's all I know. Yeah. 
Checking on my soul for me now. Less time with myself is more time, more time we can kick it. Uh, this garden bears no fruit. Can put the blame on you. I guess I'm not the So same. yes, mm-hmm. Felix Ames A-E-A-M-E-S, excuse me. Um again, that's off the project Jenna J-E-N-A. Um, it came out last year. Check him out. I think he's pretty dope. Another artist that I want to shout out is Ryan Destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Destiny is one of those R&B girls that I'm just always checking for because I'm always just I, I heard her voice. Loved her on Star. So beautiful. And just continue to she watch is. her career. And R&B is very hard for a lot of these young girls. So I just want to shout them out every chance I get, especially when they are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And they are continuing to provide us with music, which can be a hard thing to do in this industry, which is so sad because it is the music industry. By the way, check out her YouTube channel because she did a cover of Dr. My Eyes, which is a song that I love every time I hear a cover of it because a lot of people cover this song. Um, But I'm going to play her track she just released. It's called How Your Hands Feel. Um, Ryan Destiny, here we go. So Sounds if you want to good. figure out how much better, I like go that back shit. go listen to it. Um, last song I'm gonna play. This is not favoritism, and this is not me egging any beefs on, but because I played again, you know, I mentioned earlier, I played uh Ice Spices, uh, you know, think of the shit, not even the fart. And now I'm gonna play <laughs> Lotto Sunday service because I like this the song. video I do like the song and uh, you know Lotto came out, she said she wasn't trying to diss her. Now, whether or not that is believed or not, that is none of my business. The song itself, uh, the video goes, the song goes. They're not the same type of rapper. I don't put them in any sort of category together At outside all. of rap. And I feel like there are there's enough room for both of them mm-hmm. to succeed. And they don't need to be pitted against each other. They don't need to be forced to be together and have to feature each other. Any of that. They can do whatever we they're doing in their own respective length. We don't even care. <laughs> Just as long as the music is doing what the music is supposed to do. And Lotto, obviously, uh, well, I was going to say obviously, but she always understands the assignment because she understood the assignment on changing her name to Lotto because I always want to type Mulatto. Whenever I go search her name, because I remember that's what her name originally was. Anyway, this is Sunday Service. I 
bitch, I'm really hurt. Fuck wrong with niggas. How you let them cheat and take them back? Must be your only nigga. I get loud just like my weed. I don't watch my tone with niggas. I hang up the phone on niggas. You ain't my daddy, bitch. I'm big mama. Every time y'all book me with them hoes, it's gonna be big drama. 20 black suburbans, we pull up like Sunday service. I just wanna one-on-one, don't know why she's so nervous. Fuck with these hoes saying, cause my niggas say I'm perfect anyway. Body count so low, I might say I'm a virgin any day. I could switch my car just like I switch my person. Underlay, quit to cut them off if he don't serve no purpose. You a clown and I'm allergic. Niggas straight up out the circus. It's a nerve for me, these niggas burnt they third degree. He calling, trying to work it out. I'd rather make them work for me. He can't tell if it's authentic or it's surgery. Please, anyway. I think that song is dope. I also think Glorilla put out a, a dope ass track. Um, Flo Millie's always putting out cool ass music. There are always girls doing amazing things, and I support all of them when they are doing things that I like. So I will mention who I want to when I want to. That is why I did not mention certain people whose music I feel like did not really stand the test <laughs> of this time I spoke of earlier. That does it for the music segment this week. Hey. Now, Dustin Ross, what have you been watching? Because it is the TV Land segment. Yeah, we're going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, regarding Married to Medicine, um, the tape, the reunion, we know that Apollo Nida, ex-husband of Phaedra Parks, parent to her uh, two sons, he showed up at the reunion and gave an update. But why though? Because uh, we give a damn about what's going on with Apollo. He's a part of the story. We you do. Know what I'm, saying? I'm not going to lie. We do. It was you just know? weird it was to me out to of see place. that. Just like she is on that show. But yes. it is what it is. And I'm happy yeah. like Apollo came. I'm looking You're forward right. to seeing that. To keep it short and sweet, oh, as far as my take on the show, Dr. Alicia and her husband, Dr. Kima, got to go. Thank God. I mean, go. immediately. Got to go. <laughs> got to um, go. Got to leave. It will not be hard lack, for me to see them on my TV. Lackluster, mundane, matte finished personalities. Okay. Wow. <laughs> There's that. Um, number two, <laughs> archaic misogynistic views that, that are, are eagerly spewed from him. Me. Mm-hmm. That she defends gleefully. She's never present in the scenes. They, I know people have been celebrating this little spirited moment she had when Toya got in her business at the table this past week. When she started laughing at her own jokes so hard that she didn't realize the other ladies were looking at her like, don't you remember? You crazy? I, I told you they were excited <laughs> about going back and forth with Heavily on the live and laughing. And, yeah, get you, girl. Eh? Yeah. But supposed to be in That's a how she was an acting? argument. So you're just not even connected to what's going on there at all. Yeah. And you have no, okay. you're taking up space. Um, it's been rumored there's scuttlebutt and internet fodder about the fact that she was originally a part part of the uh, Married to Medicine DC cast that never was. They were going to do a Married oh. to Medicine DC spinoff, but according to rumors, um, the, the the demands of the cast at that time got out of control and the network elected to move on. And so Damn. she relocated to Atlanta to be a part of the Atlanta cast and filmed the whole season and was brought on as a friend of the show. And I see why. Because ain't nobody finna platform that shit, that shit that they talking about. And I'm not None I'm not it. saying everybody has to have the same views on marriage, gender roles, any of that shit. But what no, they're but doing, that's just, it's no. not even interesting. It's right. just stupid. And he's purposely and doing that. Toxic. That's tired. the thing. That's the thing. They're not making it like a digestible, like, oh, okay, this is your perspective. 
let's see why y'all are like this. So we can't even delve into like, oh, okay, his culture, whatever. He's just so outwardly like, oh, this is what we do. I'm training. Huh? And I'm going to tell you something He don't even else. realize that they're always laughing at him. He All comes the husbands off so are always Im- laughing at him. He comes off so immature to me that it's like, I can't even stomach Completely his immature. scenes. Yep. I can't stomach his scenes. Or hers with them tore up ass shoes. She or be wearing hers. in uh, confessionals. You know, if you're doing <laughs> full length confessionals and your whole shoe is showing, why would you walk there in the shoes that you're wearing, right? Because that's what it looked like. <laughs> Number two, number fucking two. He has the audacity to talk about sexual things and what's not being done and shit. And I, you know, your body, your choice. I'm very pro choice and shit. But you acting like it's disgusting for people to do oral sex when nine times out of ten, y'all probably sucking dick and eating pussy too. Y'all just ain't talking about y'all lying. Ain't no way in hell y'all grown Childish. Childish. Or not doing, or not sucking or eating each other's. And that's a whole nother issue that maybe y'all want to get into. (laughs) <laughs> exactly and we can't even get to know y'all because y'all are so bad and i don't want to fuck you and y'all <laughs> lying about what y'all said anyway and that's it for me in tv land this week <laughs> and that means that that is it for us this week we hope you enjoyed this very long episode <laughs> even though we were a little late but i think mm-hmm. we made up for it so that's we right. love you Go guys get you some Ozempic. <laughs> we love you guys so much <laughs> No, you didn't. I don't even know why I said that. I'm sorry. Stay black and protect your magic. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. And they said, the rest in peace <laughs> with the bad jokes. No, you period. You would have loved those epic with an exclamation oh, point. Somebody going to put that. My, you know I had never laughed so hard because he would have. No. Goodbye. Oh, my God. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Here, our waters are splashing and rejuvenating. Our history is for seeing and experiencing. Our theme parks are for riding and sometimes flying. And our great outdoors are yours for exploring and restoring. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay.